You're now listening to Shot vs. Smiles. Thirty-seven. Who, who was actually number thirty-seven? Now, nah, folks are really starting to ask me about this list, Kim Bay stuff. I'm like, bro, you gonna have to tell me something new. <laughs> you gonna have to tell me something new. But anyway, this is uh, episode thirty-seven. Shot versus Smiles. I'm gonna let um, I'm gonna let Joshua, my boy, do the spiel while I look up who was somebody worth naming this episode after. <laughs> right. Uh all right. It's your boy Josh, aka Smiles, aka the hip hop Adam Schefter. I'm just keeping to that one today because we got our guy up in the bit of Romeo. But first, you know, we got Shad, aka Shot Diddy, aka Shot O'Crane up in the building, aka Shot 41, aka Shot Navisky. All yeah, right, this is, yeah, this is yeah. definitely the Ron yeah. test episode. This, this, oh yeah, Ron this Artes, the Ron Artes episode. Okay, that was my guy. But uh, yeah, we got met our, we, Ron. <laughs> but yeah, we got our guy Rumel up in the uh, building. You know, he he's been on here a, a couple times. You know, uh, back from a, a, another high hey hey. Uh, but you know, go ahead. Uh, you know, get your intros off, man. Yeah, man, I'll be going on hiatuses like it ain't nothing. But I'll be having good reasons why I be on my hiatuses. But, yeah, yeah uh, Rumel again back. Appreciate y'all boys for having me on. Um, had just recently dropped the episode, like I said, about five months off. Uh, just titled this personal because it really was. Um, most likely, if you had to ask me, my most vulnerable and most personal episode I ever did. Um, but, you know, before I did, of course, I came on a couple months ago and I talked about, you know, the passing of my father and trying to put life back together. But, you know, since that time, everything has been a little bit better, I would say. You know, I started a new job. Um, starting to accept the uh, bit at the at the back part of the grieving process of accept um, when it comes to like a thinking about the accomplishment parts, like be like okay, I'm, like let's just say I accomplish this, this, and this. Like my parents won't be here for that, so that's still kind of like the small barrier that mm-hmm. I got to jump. But outside of that, man, I'm moving out here. I feel, I feel good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Glad, glad here because I was up to the episode um, earlier this morning when I went to go uh, shop for a couple groceries and and everything. And uh, yeah, basically, just you you know speaking about you know lo- losing your father and you know uh, the whole job situation and everything. And I was just like, yo, this is this is nice to feel you. You like, yo, somebody if, like if you really know that uh, something I'm fucked up is this. If you text me and I don't text back. <laughs> And I, was yeah, like, I, I despise ignoring because <laughs> I don't like being ignored. So it was like people just hit me up, and I'd be like, "Man, I'm not, I'm not for this shit today." <laughs> and that shit just happened for like weeks at a time. And it's like, yo, this, and like I really like after a while, I would text people like, "Yo, my bad, man. I've just been going through some shit, man. I don't mean to, you know, be rude or anything like that, but you know." Because yeah, I remember because I was like, "I'm like, oh, I was one of those people that <laughs> you, I'm like, but because I'm so busy, I don't really pay attention to like with." Unless it's like something I really need, like right then and there. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I was like I remember getting like one of those texts one day. He was like, oh my bad, smiles. I, I didn't mean to like. I'm like, oh, I didn't really yeah, like man. could tell, but I'm like, when you said it on, on the podcast, I'm like, oh yeah. So he really be on it, like, hey, no, if you text me, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna 
I'm gonna text back. Yeah, it was it was rough. You know, I had told that story about at the funeral when uh, the the preacher told that story about the PCP. That shit threw me off. <laughs> it fucked me up. Cause yeah, I see shot at her before. So <laughs> just looking at his face. Um, so I wanted to like. Unfortunately, y'all never got a chance to meet my pops, but my pops would always anytime you have a conversation with him longer than I would say 10 minutes, he gonna tell you a story about some tramp or some whore. His words, not mine. Those were exact. <laughs> so we could just be talking about basketball like me and Shaw would before we start recording. He'd be like, Man, so I had this old tramp over here last night. I was like, Man, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, why well, I gotta go? We were to- talking about Maxi Cleaver. <laughs> And was like, nigga, why would you get these? I was like, all right, man, just tell me the story. So just tell, he, he just had to get it off. So in his obituary, I wanted to put that, you know, all his stories always led back to a trip. So the preacher was like, you know, can we not put that in there? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, of course, they was friends, you know, 40 years or whatever. I was like, you know what? I'm going to oblige to this one. You know what I'm saying? I don't want no pushback. I don't want no arguments. You know, my dad got... You know, it's 12 of us, you know what I'm saying, in total. So, you know, but I pretty much had, like, final say-so over everything anyway. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to oblige. I ain't going to push back on nothing this week. Just do what y'all do. It's cool. So we sitting there, funeral going fine, you know. All of a sudden, he started doing the eulogy. He was like, let me tell y'all a story about my friend. I'm thinking he about to say some uplifting shit. He was like, man... This was before I got saved and started preaching. <laughs> oh, you didn't know. He's like, he like, I gotta give y'all this forewarning first. He was like, it was me. And then he looked at us. He was like, it was your daddy. He was like, it was Chicken Charlie. And it was uh somebody that was my daddy, other best friend who passed away in like 96, 97. <laughs> he was a wild boy too. But he was like, Yeah, we were, he was like, we was up on the we was up on the hill, we was coming down, we had some good old weed, we had uh some Columbia. And we had some good old PCP. And he was like, back then we had illegal liquor. That I know this had. is in Louisiana now. Of course. <laughs> just by how this story, just, Chicken Charlie and what they had. That's it. This is Pete Louisiana. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a, a nigga named Chicken Charlie. Yeah, dude said, we had good all Good old weed in that Columbia. <laughs> he was like, we had all that. And we was high as hell. He said, but the police pulled us. He said, I broke off from them and I was going home. And the police pulled us up, pulled me over. He was like, they took me to jail. I had all this shit in my pocket. He said, but some kind of way I convinced the people to let me go to the bathroom. And I was flushed. I flushed it all. He was like, when they let me go, he was like, yeah, I'm done with this shit. Like, nigga, hold on. First, I said, hold on. First of all, I couldn't say that my pop like whores. But you could tell the story that I ain't never heard before about this nigga uh, in a car with niggas that's doing cocaine and PCP. <laughs> What kind of fucking fun is that? <laughs> but yeah, it was like I'm lit, like everybody in the church just looking at it. Like me and my brother and sister just looking at each other, like, hey, y'all heard this shit before? Like, no, like nobody. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like my friends, like a couple of my boys was there. They came, they was like, bro, did that nigga really tell a PCP story? I said, nigga, I'm trying to do this shit out too. He said, this nigga just tell a PCP. I was like, like, bro, like the pastor and told about time he got high off some, some PCP with pops. <laughs> well, I don't even know if they did the PCP, he just said they had it, but I'm gonna assume yeah. knowing the kind of mm-hmm. environment that they was in. Hey, I'm definitely rolling, did. I'm rolling, I'm rolling, I'm rolling. <laughs> <laughs> and the nigga said they was in a rolling. green Cadillac with all oh, that. that. Oh, yeah, you, that sounds like what you would do. Bro, yeah, <laughs> <right. laughs> 
I said, bro, these are some wild boys. But <laughs> though, and, and also, my dad was also in the military too. This is by far the most awkward moment I've been in in a long time. So, y'all ever been to like a military um, burial? Yes. Uh, no. Okay. So, you, so okay. So, you know, kind of what I'm saying. So, you know, they play taps. Yes. They play taps. They, oh, that's um, a little nod. They fold a flag, mm-hmm. and the dude. Take they of course they get the flag and they bring it to me. I'm thinking we just gonna you know hand off you know like football just hand off give me the, give me the flag yeah they, yeah it's a certain way they do it yeah so like, in the midst of me give putting, it to you like this yeah so in the midst of me putting both of my hands on the flag mm-hmm. the dude drops the one knee and he's and he started talking like on behalf of the United States and the president of the United States we like to think I'm like bro. This is wild. But the wild part about it is I had to look this nigga in his eye. <laughs> yeah, because they don't do that. They usually like bend or they stand there with it and they say this. No, he dropped so the, this one. So he dropped to the knee. I'm like, he did what? He dropped to his one knee. <laughs> Luckily, I had shades on. So, and I was like, because they was like, why you look? Because I told some, some other people this story. It's like, why you looking in the eye? I was like, it would have been rude to start staring off in space if this nigga <laughs> giving my pops a fucking like this. <laughs> give it, Just give it to me, bro. <laughs> kind of Stevie Wonder Ray Charles shit. I would have been on if this nigga telling me some shit like this. Number. What the fuck is you doing, <laughs> man? Or looking down. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. great. I ain't never seen that before. That is, crazy. I ain't never seen. Oh, look, I would have been there like this. I look like that's I weird. I ain't nobody looking. Even though, like my, I got three brothers that were also in the military, so we're gonna have to go through this again. But they didn't even say anything. Like they were just, everybody just kept their head forward. Because you had me going. When you say drop the one, I'm like, I ain't never seen them drop the one. That nigga march. That nigga stopped. He did his turn in front of me. Bam! It. As soon as I put my hands on that nigga, drop. I said, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. everybody on the side was looking, but I, I could just feel like the beam and heat, like right here. <laughs> he said, just felt it. Right. I was sitting there like, oh, I said, I wouldn't know how to react. I just kept looking in his eyes. That's all I could do at that point in time. Oh, wow. I, it oh, no, it would have been a lean in. It felt so awkward to just to be looking past this dude and something like that. Like it was, it was, it was a wild moment for me personally. Because of course, you know you sad already, but you know you gotta find, you gotta find some humor somewhere. Not the fucking crazy. Wow. I think uh, like for my grandpa, they didn't do that. They just gave it to me and my grandma. Uh, my aunt, they just gave it to us. But I ain't never seen nobody go like, bam! I'm like, <laughs> I think that would have blew us all away. Like, what? I should I should have known yeah. we was in for a wild day when my godfather got up and this nigga quoted the movie Django. I said, bruh. <laughs> Django at a funeral, bruh. What did he say? What did he say? No, no. Yeah, yeah. I was like. I forgot exactly. Look, this, this, I'm sorry, but this funeral <laughs> sounds like the most entertaining funeral. Yeah, my uncle got up there and said, my brother went to the military as himself. He came back as a whole different person. That nigga came back and killed him. Always trying to use karate on somebody. I was like, hey, man, this is my daddy I'll talk about. Whether I agree or disagree with something he's saying, 
And my goddaddy was like, man, a lot of people said that Bill was a was a drug dealer. That ain't true. He just distributed fun. He just distributed certain things to his best friends. He just distributed certain things to his best friends. I said, hey man, get these niggas out of here, man. But that's how they that's how their relationships was. Like they could play with each other like that all day. All you just want to make sure everybody had a good time. Yeah, like my dad wasn't a uh he was like a he was a very loud, brash, life of the party type dude. Like when you know he was there. Cause he gonna walk in with a uh, you know how old black men like you know them big ass hats on their head like church ladies almost. <laughs> they got them like depending on where you from like old black men like cowboy boots. Yep, big ass yep. belt buckles. You know what I'm saying yep. uh, deep pressed jeans that they can stand up on their own. <laughs> I don't know. You described oh back in uh, the bay. So <laughs> that's how it was. Old black men always carry a towel on their shoulders yeah. for whatever reason, whether it's too, whether they cooking or whether it's just regular. They always got like a, like a, a not a, a drying off towel, but a, a medium size. I know there's a, you look, look, I know there's a fat boy towel. And I'm like, man, why you got the fat boy towel on? Huh? You ain't even mm-hmm. fat. They yeah, <laughs> just have it, have it in, the, in the back pocket. Like I know my one of my uncles used to always just have, have it right there in his pocket. <laughs> my dad had that big on, on one of his shoulders. On the shoulder, yeah. And yeah. Um, with a six pack, with a six to twelve pack, wherever he went, just want to smoke some good weed. Yeah, that, that was him for the most part. That's and calling people, calling people tricks and fat asses. <laughs> yeah, that time my my uncle when I uh my uncle Kevin when I went back home to Ohio and he was to, oh Josh you know uh I ain't seen you you know I, I'm I'm a saved man now you know I go to church and all that but then like an hour later he was uh when he heard my aunt asked me to go get her then he was like hey, hey nephew uh let me, uh ride would you make sure you know where where you're going you know you want to hook your your uncle up with a a little fifth too you know since you you're getting your auntie one. I was like, but then you just talked to me about you going to church, and I'm thinking like, oh, that means like you ain't drinking no more. He was like, no, I'm saved, and I'm like, everything. I thank the Lord every day, but you know, I still like to taste a little something. (laughs) I was like, I I was like, all right, uh, come on, I'll I'll get you something too. (laughs) Like when I go when I go through things, I don't lean into my vices. What you know, one of my vices I like to drink, but when I'm going through things, I don't do anything like that i gotta stay away from it so i went to louisiana and i went by my godfather's house and he was like hey uh you got something with you i was like nah man i ain't i ain't been drinking like that he was like you going through something you sick you going through something you sick (laughs) i'm some wild boys man it's just wild it's just you know a lot of them ain't here no more but those conversations i used to hear growing up were fucking wild I'm gonna have to tell y'all about them a little bit later on because yeah. I don't want to hold the show up. But that was yeah. that was it. That was like that was like you know my apologies for coming off so bad, but like that sounds like the most entertaining funeral. Yeah, I was like, like that sounded like yeah. a movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that, like just that is a movie within itself. <laughs> I always pictured it would go something similar to that when I was younger because like you after you go to a certain amount of funerals in your time, like you come kind of become hardened to them, like you don't want to have like that sad feeling. Mm-hmm. at funerals they're supposed to be like celebration so i already kind of figured like the kind of person that my pops was like it was gonna be some shit like similar to that but i thought it was gonna be a little bit worse i thought it was gonna be like uh you remember the movie kingdom come yeah yeah that's how i 
thought it was gonna be just a little bit more than that, but <laughs> it was it was pretty tame compared to that movie. Yeah, I always said uh whenever I finally pass, I want people to party and have fun at, at my funeral. Like don't no no sad shit, you know, play all the happy music, play some dance songs or whatever, like, you know. I told niggas play some of my podcast kick it. Play some of them wild ass podcast takes. Yeah. Play some of that yeah. shit. Don't don't yeah, don't I don't need no singles. I can give you five songs. I need you to play. Yep, I was like, uh, I was like, like, and all my my real friends, they 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 know like the certain songs. Like, hey, hey, you know, we we gonna play that uh, oh, them franchise boy, that remix with the Bow Wow on, on it for Josh Rump one time. Then we gonna play the Jagged Edge. Let's get married. We know this is a funeral, we but we gonna play it because he loved the Let's Get Married remix. And we gonna play that real quick. They play anything with Shad Moss on that, bro. I'm gonna have to stand up and say something. I'm That's the thing that's gonna resurrect me. <laughs> I gotta say hey, something. Y'all, hey, yo, what y'all you. doing, bro? I can't let you go out to Shad Moss, man. Uh, I don't know. Everybody know that. that, 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 that. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait a minute, yeah. bro. <laughs> to Shad Moss. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all might see y'all might see my body get up and just start like um what's what's my man uh they made the movie about and his body just start dancing with the music. Oh, uh, weekend at Burners. Yeah, weekend at Burners. You might see my body just start. I've been looking for that part two of that movie for on streaming <laughs> services for so long. Man, they literally give you the first one. No, nah, Netflix will have it, but you got to catch it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what, bro. Netflix it ain't been there for a month. It be on like a week. Bro, Netflix got some shit going on. They prices yeah. study going up. They yeah. laying off people, and they about to do ad based subscriptions. Yeah, I think I'm about to get rid of Netflix because like it ain't really Everybody else had so far. It's been so I mean, funny because I got it, but it's through T-Mobile, so it's like I'm paying for and it. Shot probably, uh, probably know the the only the one show I'm keeping it for, which I I binge watched the whole latest season in. The same day in a couple hours. Well, like Strange Things. Mm-mm. Oh, it's a cartoon. Shot, shot. No, I get hyped every 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 few well, months. Some of them uh, Pokemon. Yep. Series. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I watched. I watched all little ten episodes. Whatever Thursday. I knew what he's talking about. And I just started. I started sc- <laughs> taking my head. Like I've never been able to binge watch an entire show. Oh, they only like little twenty minute episodes. So I was like, I, I, I still really can't do it. Yeah, the reason I'm gonna tell you the reason why I can't do it is because I it's something that I, uh, I used to be embarrassed about when I was little, but I'm not anymore. Because I also do this with books as well. Like when I was younger, I got tested for uh, low comprehension skills. Uh-huh. So, so as I've gotten older, sometimes I have to double read things sometimes just to make sure I get it. But for like TV shows and books, I don't want like I know people that can read like a book in a two three days. That's not me. Like I need to read a certain amount and I need to digest it and understand exactly what that what that meant to the context mm-hmm. of the book. And then I'd be able to pick it back up because I try to read little by little to just add piece by piece. Mm-hmm. Like start understanding it. But like to sit there and like binge watch a whole show. Like if, if it's even six episodes that released at one time, I might do two this day, two this day, two the next day. Even with recaps, I need to be able to understand the whole story. Mm-hmm. But just at one time, because I kind of feel like you also lose a little bit, like trying to binge watch. Because you kind of like if you if it's fifteen episodes, you get the episode ten, you probably forgot what happened in one two. Yeah, you like shit. That one thing that happened. Uh, shit, I forgot that happened in like episode two. 
yeah, that's why I love like the the HBO release uh, and also uh, like the Disney Plus release. Like Netflix put all that shit on there one time, but Disney Plus and um, HBO Max, depending on what you're watching, you gotta go. We gotta wait week to week. week, week yeah, week, time to digest exactly what's going on. You know, that's why I love Winning Time so much. Outside of just being a Laker fan, Winning Time was fucking. Oh awesome. yeah, I loved Winning Time. That was that was great. I loved it. <clears throat> Can't wait for season two. A lot of creative liberties, but it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Jerry West on the person. Well, Kareem and Jerry West on the people that pissed off. Man, because yeah, I cussed myself a million. Yeah, because I because I saw that even Haywood. He was like, nah, I was cool with it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they, they changed some stuff. Because he was like, he's like, yeah, they changed a little bit. He like, but he like for the most part, yeah. He was like, I understand, you know, why Jerry is mad. He's like, but I'm cool with it. Who said that? Haywood, Spencer, Haywood, Spencer. Oh yeah, and they had and they had him down bad the whole yeah from time in to the timeout. <laughs> I, I said you was tweaking. I said you really was tweaking. We know the stories. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the crazy part about it. like I think Gilbert Arenas made a great point when he when we talk about like the old guys of the of the NBA or just any sport, they live in their life through the prism of now compared to who they were. Like it's easy to say like oh I wasn't like that in your time. Because you don't look at yourself like that in that time. Mm-hmm. But you're looking at, you know, Kareem being 78, 77 years old and looking at yourself in your early 30s and it's like, no, nah, nah, I wasn't making that move. Like, nigga, you was a black Muslim with a white partner. That is two walking contradictions right there. Yeah. <laughs> Like, bro, like, let's just be honest. But no, I had to look at the timeline like this because I was like, wait a minute, weren't you married at this time? Mm, No, he had got divorced. Because I was like, man, he got like, I'm like, like, didn't he have a wife and kids by this time? He did, but he divorced his first wife after she converted to Islam. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. He got his second life partner. They were just together for like a long time, but they they never got married. married. Okay. But Still though, you're a black Muslim talk about black pride, but you got a white woman. Dr. Umar would never. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Umar would never. That, that's the only part that confused me because I was like, yeah, him and his wife had about like what four kids. They had a bunch yeah. of kids early on, but yeah, they had about yeah, they had about four kids. So I was like, <laughs> I really was trying to put that math together. I was like, wait, 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 yeah, wait. wait, wait. You, you <laughs> If you was a true Lakers fan, you wouldn't surprised by none of the shit that you seen or the stories that you heard. Like we knew Magic Jump. Like for Magic to come out and be like it wasn't accurate. Like nigga, you probably was worse. Yeah, because he really did hit that much. It was like, hey, just no. Some of the stuff was like the Christmas game didn't happen like that. Nah, because they was actually playing. They actually were playing that day. It wasn't nobody at no Magic House. They didn't struggle right after the coach left, none of that type shit. They, they actually was actually on a good really, really good, yeah. Nice little winning streak. Um the um when remember episode when they was trying to hire uh Tark the Shark? Yeah, yeah. That actually did happen, except they of course it wasn't no Jerry Buzz business card. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that didn't happen, but his friend was uh, was murdered like that. It was much yeah. More I did. I, I did look that up. I was it was like, much oh. more brutal in real life, but that part actually did happen. The coach did fall off a bike the same way. Yeah, I, yeah. I looked that up. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. That part was real. But how they tried to make uh, my boy, my boy Paul look. I said Paul wasn't like teaching them Shakespeare and nothing like that. He wasn't on no field 
Phil Jackson stuff. He was a really good coach. That's why they won. He was super timid. That's the I think that was the point that they was trying to get across. Like he didn't want to. He didn't want to take the reins because he didn't want to, you know. Trying to put that that loyalty into. Yeah, he was loyal to his friend, but he didn't. But you know, he was just trying to do his the job that he was given. But the one part that I think that they missed the opportunity on, even though it was like a quick flash, was you know when Doctor Bus was trying to buy the Lakers, he didn't have enough money. Of course, they showed that. Mm-hmm. But the part that they left out is that guess who we sold his apartment buildings to to get that money? Donald Sterling. Yeah. Oh, well. they, they showed did show in there. Yeah, because I know they introduced yeah. him like at one quick point. Like, yeah, it was but, episode one. Yeah, they didn't show that he actually had to sell the remainder of his property to Donald Sterling to actually get a chance to buy the Lakers. Because okay. that's why they had that little blurb in there where uh, Jerry was talking about him. He said, but oh, he's too scared to buy his own team. Yeah. That's why they said that because, yeah, he was – him and Jerry kind of did the same way in terms of yeah. making their money to buy their team. Okay. okay. And they were actually yeah. – you know, I don't know if I would call them friends, but I do know that they they were some – they was busy. They were in the same circles, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I was looking up the stuff about uh, Jean, but she was in, like, high school. And I was like, oh, they made it seem like she was, like – in college or something like that. She, she was part, she was a part-time college student. Yeah. In yeah like, and that's how she ended up in getting Paul Abdul, who was 18 at the time as well. Yeah. So but like the girls. Yeah. So I was like, oh. And that's how we I got like uh, like they made it they made her seem like she was rapping, older than what she is. Uh, animated cat back. That's how we got all that good stuff. <laughs> Paul Abdul gotta have one of the most interesting rises ever yeah she started off as a choreographer for the laker girls then that translated to choreographing janet mm-hmm. which turned into choreographing coming to america the the oh the, yeah. the scene the uh yeah do, 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 do. yeah yeah that, that scene she's your queen to be yeah all just randomly be learning how to sing and becoming a fucking world a superstar one song just Catapulted it straight up, just took out another level. I actually just watched, um, I don't know if y'all seen it on HBO. Um, made for she was tap dancing, but she was tap dancing in that one video that was cold, bro. That, that, uh, that new show made for for love on HBO. Yeah, man, I'm gonna gonna let you have that one. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no, because Paula Abdul, she actually in in the show, she in it, yeah, she, um. Because uh, dude, uh, Sarunas or Jackson or whatever his name is, um, he he plays like an FBI agent that's like undercover and yeah. I don't and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I look, I put my I put my head down. I said, let me look at that Paula Abdul tap dancing. No, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> that no, thing, man, that was cold. No, because they they, <laughs> they asked him if you could have uh, in any uh, dream woman, um, who would it be? And he was like, Paula Abdul. So in inside his room, it's Paula. It, it's Paula Abdul, like talking to him as, as a, like his uh, his AI person the, the whole time. And she'll change. She was like, she would like change her clothes. Like, so you want me to come out and help you? And like, and oh. so I was re- I was reading about how they, they basically they were like, yeah, they're like when we said her name and we was writing it out, we didn't think we could get her, but then we asked her, and she was like, yeah, sure. That sounds like that'd be fun. Nigga, Paula Abdul ain't doing nothing. What you mean you didn't know if you couldn't get her? <laughs> Living off that, she uh, did a commercial where she was doing off right. She was doing this again. 
uh, arthritis. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was for. If you've seen it, uh, where she was like tap dancing, like like basically the young her and the uh, like her now dressed like that's him. What it was about. Yeah, that's what it was about, bro. <laughs> it was about some joy pain. Like you ever go down like a, you ever go down like a musical rabbit hole? Sometimes I know I talked about this on the podcast before. I don't know yeah. if it was or mine, but I went down a hammer rabbit hole, like when he used to perform on like Arsenio. Yeah, yeah. The nigga Hammer had fifteen to twenty people during an Arsenio Hall performance. Uh, yeah, I remember for that. Five one. Minutes. minutes. Yep. I remember that one. Oh, town three five mm-hmm. seven, bro. That payroll, was <laughs> that payroll was massive. He, he really was trying to free the hood. He's trying to free up them, bro. He was the crazy part about it. I don't even think like the salaries killed them. Per diem probably killed that nigga. Yep, bro. You got yeah, 150 bro. niggas with you, and you giving everybody a hundred. He said fifteen twenty dollars a day. Per, yeah, yeah, hundred dollar per day. Yeah, per diem. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, everybody, bro, that shit and, is, and that's them, just a wrap. And you and live you, in California with the, one of the highest tax brackets in the country. Yep. He probably would have been all right if he'd lived in like Mississippi or so well. Yeah, like my sister, <laughs> uh, about to act in Texas. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Hell, my, if he was doing that shit now, it nigga be making hand over fist in Texas. Like, <laughs> I, I asked my sister recently if she'd ever move back to, uh, California, like San Diego, with my brother, and she was like, "Josh, if I was to move back, I need a boyfriend, a husband, and a side nigga just to survive." She's like, "It is way too expensive out there, bro." In this climate, it's true. bro, it's true. way too much yeah. going on. Yeah, and then like my brother was saying, like, "Yeah, he's like, and if I was to move to Texas, he's like, what well, we pay right now for our apartment, we could have a house <laughs> out there in Texas." Yeah, that's all I've been saying. Yeah. Everybody who's down here, I'm like, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our area of town starting to creep up like that in Texas. I mean, in prices. Well, my area of town, of course. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, me and uh Ryan still looking for a place trying to find. So we got one more month. How much? I, well, we'll talk about it afterwards. I'm about to say because I know we running. Um, depending on which I want to pay. I was like, yeah, you better take it personal. <laughs> 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 because I was looking for some shit last night for you might as well like put, like, oh man, what's your social security in here? <laughs> Riding number. <laughs> I, like, I can't do shit with it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm just talking about like we just randomly talking about I'm like, oh my bad. Yeah, because you know, even though you know what I'm saying you're active live recording, like and when you get comfortable, you like forget about all that other shit. So mm-hmm. so I mean, I guess we're doing a good job then. But what yeah. um what uh kind of what talking points we had for today, or if you got in there, we can just keep free flowing like this. Oh, uh, what else? We want to, I guess just to kind of get it get it out the way. Let's get that whole uh shooting mess out the way. Just get it done and out the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How, how do you say you vote? You vote? I don't know how to say. You vote? Yeah, you vote? Texas, uh, everybody. Know by now there was a shooting this past weekend um, over there in, in, in Texas, or oh, here in Texas and whatnot. Uh, 21 people killed, 18, 19 of them were kids. Uh, I saw like two uh, two adults, one being homie's grandmother and everything. We ain't got to go through all, all the 
little minor details, but this basis, how's everybody feeling about it after this? Because I know for me personally, especially after hearing about the one the week before in, in Buffalo and then the other one that happened with the um, Taiwanese people, I'm just like, yo, what is going on? And then you look at that list where it says like 188 shooting mass shootings have happened in America. Then so you look at other countries, they got like one, two, three, maybe, whatever. So just just more just craziness and gun law stuff and it's just like yo, we shouldn't be having being able to get access to AR fifteens and you know stuff like that. We need to be more strict personally. Um personally it's it's uh it's devastating. Because like you said, we had Buffalo just last week. We had Uvalde happen. And then this morning, I read that it was a gun, it was almost like a, a shootout in Chattanooga, but also another part in Texas, which is closer to us, a fucking high school got busted trying to take a gun into the high school. It was stupid. Yeah, he had a wow. pistol, and then he had like a what looked like a actual rifle, but it was like an Orbeez gun. It was like some air gun. Hmm. Um, the issue Where's is it? is that I don't think at eighteen you should be able to purchase a fucking AR fifteen. Yeah, that's nah. just me personally. This could because I don't because also if anybody want to push back, I don't think you should be able to enlist or well, go to war at 18 years old either. I don't think you should be able to do that as well. Um, because you can't drink until you're 21. Yep. I don't think you could buy cigarettes until you're 21. Yeah, they moved that up too. Yeah, they moved it. Yeah, they moved it. Okay, so I know I, we've all been 18 years old. The high level of irresponsible. The irresponsibleness, I don't even know if that's a word that we all dist- uh displayed at 18 years old, it's still the same irresponsibleness that 18 year olds are showing mm-hmm. to this day. Yep. So might even be more. Took, if you give a and this is crazy, like I grew up in a small town, Louisiana. I don't remember nobody that I knew or around my age range dying of gun violence. Nope. And plus, I <laughs> this is probably what you might have to do because I'm gonna put you like this. Rich white men are not giving guns. They're not putting restrictions on guns. They're not. They're not because they're gonna try to convince you that the Second Amendment is being violated. All that type of uh, rhetoric and bullshit, right? Guns. Guns in this country is kind of like drugs, right? Once once they popped out of the bottle, there's no way to put put it back in. It's over with. There's more guns in this country than cars. Is mm-hmm. there's no way you can you can do whatever you can federally to try to regulate it. But when you got states like Texas, who after a mo, I think Texas had like eight, between eight and ten mass shootings since 2014. And guess what? Every year gun loss has been relaxed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally walk around this bitch, no permit, no nothing. Mm-hmm. With Bills is gonna is gonna look at everybody and say what he said basically after you've already happened. Script. It could have been worse. Oh, yeah, in Chicago. Follow the script. Mm-hmm. He said, "What about the Negroes?" And uh, he go, and then he just wheels off into the sunset every single time, and it's, and it's going to continuously happen. Um, not just in Texas, but around the country. Like I was reading, another kid got stopped in uh, South Carolina. Like it's going to continuously get worse because because at first it wasn't a problem when black kids were shooting up black kids. You know what I'm saying? Because of course niggas was getting guns, stealing guns, scratching the cereal, you know, ball. Doing it that way, but these kids are legally purchasing 
militarized guns from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they, you can you can literally buy these type of guns at Walmart. Mm-hmm. I should I should not be able to get an AR-15 and Sherbet in the same place. <laughs> chicken nuggets, <laughs> chicken nuggets <laughs> in the AR. <laughs> I should not be Tyson able, chicken nuggets in a, mm-hmm. in a, in a piece. Like, man, I should not be this. able to buy a pistol and popsicles in the same location. That just that shit just right. does not work out for me personally. But of course, these not these are not and plus these are not black kids buying these guns. Yep. Black kids because black kids ain't got the most black families ain't got the extra income to give kids to buy not oh, just uh, the guns but the bullets as well. I'm gonna interject in this. I I just because he brought up a very good point. I, I brought it to somebody yesterday when they talked to me about this. You know why they won't regulate this stuff and they let letting this keep happening? Because we're not the one doing it. Mm-hmm. If it was reversed, if we were the ones doing it, they would have had them, them gun laws. If we them. were sent up. Oh, we'd be England. I had a a conversation with one of my homies like a year or two ago about something similar to this. We'd be Indonesia. I said, bro, these Negroes are killing us. I said, you don't need a gun like that. You live in fucking Arkansas. I said, bro, you, I said, who are you protecting yourself from? I said, bro, your state is where people go at the end of movies like uh, I Am Legend (laughs) for refuge because ain't nobody fucking there. What what do you like? We asked because I asked that too. I said, "Yo, what do you need something to pierce armor for? Who is after you? you right? You're not the enemy of the state, bro. Like who, who is coming for you? The white man is not coming for you. They not they they not gonna do it from no no murder standpoint. But they might come like, for your finances first. Yeah, like you are nobody compared working, to you are working. You working at Spectrum, bro. They not looking for you. You working at Spectrum, <laughs> bro. There's no need for you a guy selling iPhones. They not there's no you. Need, there's no need for a nigga that's working the team lead on the call center. You a are a bagger at Kroger's. <laughs> yes. What are you doing? What do you and need you, a pistol for? And I was talking to my niece yesterday because she was like, "Man, who's your ops? Win Dixie." Your ops, bro. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> like, I was talking to my niece yesterday, and she was like, "Man, Walmart need to go back to 24." I said, "That sounds like a good idea," but I said, "It's so much shit going on now." I was like, "Bro, you literally have to keep your head on a swivel every fucking where you go. You can't go to the grocery store, nigga. You can't go to school." I remember when I was in high school, we had one fucking threat in four years, and it wasn't even like a threat. It was like somebody, like a fucking. Like a psychic said, it's gonna be the bloodiest day in your in your school history. Nigga, nothing happened. I went to school. <laughs> what? Niggas was calling me like, bro, what's going on? I was like, nigga, geometry as normal. That's what's going geometry on. as normal. <laughs> That's what's going on. Like, bro, he said, I, I need you to be here to help me figure out this motherfucking equation right now. Pythagorean hey. theorem and shit. Her teachers was not like a hey, lot of what's teachers going on in the school. school. I ain't even there. Bro, most people <laughs> that was all they did. And they didn't even count as absent because they didn't know exactly what that meant. But shit, everybody know. I know the entry points. Like, I'm one of these people that 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 know this shit. Like when I go to movies, I know where the exit point at and every theater I'm in. I always sit closer to the front just in case a nigga behind me started to want to I know what side because <laughs> I always normally sit um, you know, the entrance in the movie theater, like walking mm-hmm. up that little ramp. 
Yeah. Always sit on the opposite side of it just in case some shit go down. So I can you get got me thinking about the episode of Smart Guy when he thought the government was after him. Yep. And then he was at the corner. He said, <laughs> he's not doing this. Well, like, if I need to get away, I get to run up. <laughs> but, but people made like when I went to the, I went to Walmart yesterday. I'm like, okay, how many ways can me and my niece get out this bitch just in case a nigga got some shit on this mind? Like that's yeah. the kind of like mindset you got to take in the store, like in in everyday civilian life. Yeah, like one of my coworkers was telling me the other day, he was like, Josh, uh, you know how many exes we have in the building? I was like, nah. He was like, uh, like just from walking here to, uh, to like the back, do you know how many you have? I'm like, nah. And I forgot what the number he told me, but I was like, what? He was like, let's just walk. And he was like, yeah. He's like, he's like because like the, he's like, my mind says, like, and I haven't known the exit. He's like, he's like, I learned that like after a couple weeks uh, being here, I was, I was like, I know this one right here, but it's like, so if something go down, I know where the exit is right. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Even if we like, speak, I this shit. Even if we speaking on a smaller scale, how many times a how many times a year and or a month in the last couple of years that Deep Ellum get shot up? A oh, bunch of times, right? It's, it's every other week. You almost feel like Deep Ellum. May, May T Pain um, rescheduled his whole concert. Man, man, like it was funny because he actually posted it on TikTok. He was like, "I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all tried to tell me I didn't listen. I thought y'all was just not coming." He said, but I just found out. He said, thank you for everybody who, you know, gave me the information. We moved it. Everything will still be uh, recognized. I was just like, bro. Yeah. I told somebody that straight, like, um, I was um, I was joking around with Andrew about this. I said, bro, I'm glad he changed because I don't know what Josh would do in that situation. And I said, so I'm like, I'd be with, I would just be with you. <laughs> so I thought to myself like this. The last thing I want is my last memory to be I was like listening to Goat Talk or buy me a drink, and that's it. <laughs> that's the last thing that happened before I was gone. <laughs> your last your last uh image being this shit doing this shit here. I'm like all I do is win. I was like, and that was and that was it. <laughs> that was, that was go out, dog. Damn, sure gonna, uh, the bartender. I don't want. Yeah, for real. I'm so hood. I'm like, go out, obviously dog. not. If I got popped like that <laughs> in the middle of the film, just, just even though you know, kind of running around the world. The, the, the sad part about this is that there's not going to be an instant fix because sure, another man. question that that comes up is, can you legislate hate? Like I tell people this all the time. Y'all heard me say it before. Racism isn't illegal by no means. It's the practice of racism that's illegal. Mm -hmm. You start implementing barely. those processes. And let me tell you why it's barely. And Romel, you already know this. Lynching just became federally regulated. Illegal. Yeah. Right. It just, like, just now. This got passed a month or two ago. Right? The, because, you know, it's illegal to discriminate against somebody based off your skin color that's the practice of racism but mm. the actual hate another race that shit is a perfectly it's it's a moral issue and you can't regulate morality even though america tries mm -hmm. they regulate more morality like and they really don't because there's like literally loopholes you could say they can deny you a job oh well they can look at your name on a job and deny you that job or demote you before you even got the job which has happened to me multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> and things of that it, nature. Like said, it's built under the gauge of, oh, you might not meet the qualifications, whatever that may be, or 
And that's what, like, I get a, I've got a bunch of rejections from jobs. What I know I was overly qualified for most of the time. And they'd be like, well, you don't meet our you know, criteria. I was like, okay, I got it. So, so all I need this job is a high school diploma, know how to read. Hey, that's how it was when I worked at uh, Walmart. They almost didn't hire me because I had a master's degree. I literally had to tell the, the guy, I was like, yo, I am new to Texas. I don't have a job right now. I just need something. Something to get me going. <laughs> right. I was like, I, I just need first, something right now. <laughs> when I first moved to Texas, and this is why I never, ever shop at this store as long as I live, and I have maintained that since when I first moved to Texas, I got a call from Dick Sporting Good. <laughs> they called me and was like, yeah, we want to interview. I was like, cool. They was like, call back so you can speak to this such and such. I called back. Them niggas did not give me the person, and they kept giving me the runaround. I said, to this point, I will never, ever set foot or work or buy anything from a Dick Sporting Goods. Here's, here's, here's the crazy part about it. So Dick Sporting Goods wouldn't hire me to put up basketballs and fold T-shirts, but a finance company that's, that's dealing with billions of dollars decided that it was a good idea. Yep. Yeah. How does it work? Oh, it's 100% Texas. Yeah. Which I had zero experience in any of that shit. <laughs> but anybody can fold a t-shirt. That's 100%. Yep, that, that, that's definitely been my, my job struggle. It's been my job struggle the whole time. Because who was that? Oh, the guy was talking to Josh about this. I said, you want to know why I said I might as well make my passion a job going into sports and writing about it and stuff like that? Because I remember, and I'm a, and, and I always shout them out. I love telling this story uh, because I, I hate this hotel to this day. The Super Eight, the Rosewood, the no, 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 <laughs> the Rosewood Mansion on Turtle Creek. I sat there. Um, I sat there. I applied for a front desk position. They had me cleaning up the place. As a houseman, they had me in housekeeping. Did not apply for it, and it was full time. I told them I take care of my grandmother who has dementia. I need it. I just need part time because I do that and then this. They had me full time. We had to like find like people over and over again to watch my grandma while I'm at work. Didn't know when I was gonna come home, and they and not only that, I was like, it was me. Like a whole bunch of Hispanic people who didn't speak no English. And then like people from the island. Mm. <laughs> so you talking about I was treated bad. Because <laughs> mm. I was the only black American. I remember when I had mm. um Nina from K104 on podcast not too long ago. Well, oh yeah. She told me about a story that when she graduated from Grambling. Who has a you know a great you know communications program? The job she got while trying to work in radio was at a fucking hotel cleaning up, goddamn cleaning up. Like mm-hmm. she was like, you know yeah. how many old used condoms that I had to clean up? Oh, like do do you know how fucking crazy that sounds? That a girl, a woman who graduated from Grambling with a whole degree had to go work at a fucking hotel. That was me. <laughs> I worked at Walmart in a hotel when like, I first moved in. Do anybody else outside of us know how fucking crazy that sounds? It's crazy. 
Like I said, I'm, I I'm, 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 I'm living that life. <laughs> I'm still living it. I'm life. telling you, I applied for a front desk job part time. All I do is like basically check you in, get your stuff. They had me working full time, sun up to sundown. And the sickest thing I had to do, I mean, I got to meet some cool people. Like, I got to meet the Dalai Lama. That was pretty fly. Um, but, and that's when I found out that even if you like one of the most peaceful people in the world, that you got people around you who talk them things. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, yeah, the Spanish government, they all had guns and it was all like this. It Pope was crazy. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Pope, got, <laughs> Pope and the Dalai Lama got guns, y'all. Stop trying to go for them people. But anyway, um, so during, like, it was like during the summer, it was a wedding party. I couldn't even go to the floor till after they were gone. They said, oh, you got to clean that whole floor. I said, me and who? Just you. I said, so I got to go room to room, get all that trash by myself. And for like, like basically it was the ninth floor. And the ninth floor probably had about like 20 some rooms. Oh my gosh. And they said, you got to clean it all up by yourself. And then we'll be up there to see your work. And I said, what? I said, that's going to take me on. I said, I'm supposed to be off like an hour or two. Said, oh, that ain't night. enough time to get... Like, that's gonna take me. I don't, that's gonna take me all night. Oh well. And that day, I think I cleaned two rooms. The bag broke on the garbage thing, and I just quit. And oh, everybody, quit you. You know, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Fun, so funny. I had just paid for my mass season tickets. That was my first season. <laughs> that's the only reason I stayed for a minute. But anyway. Every black person in that hotel had, knew I was gonna quit. Cause we all talked about man. When I tell you, I had the black people like in a huddle. <laughs> I'm like, so check this out. <laughs> like, I all. The dude I was hired with, he left first. He was like, you already found me another bartender gig. I'm gone. I said, bet. Good look, brother. The chick who was at the security desk who checked me in all the time. I had her and get her name because I. Hopefully one day she yeah. listen. I was trying to holler at you. Um, <laughs> she would check me in. She was like, I already found because she was a dancer. So what she did, she found the thing where she could actually teach dance, and it was paying better than what she was getting at the hotel. Yeah, she left. So they were like, "Well, you leaving?" Little did I know, it was that day. <laughs> <laughs> I like I left my ID card, I left my uniform, I left everything there. Once they yeah, were bold enough, they would have said, Hey, Ramil, you gotta clean that whole top floor. All right, man, I got something for you. I'm gonna go ahead and give you what you need so I can go on and do what I want to do. Go on, go on home, man. Yeah, but I was like, I I, I would have hold you. I wouldn't even got to one or two rooms. I'd have just was like, hey, I'm gonna go to the restroom real quick, just gonna go, go change and everything. I ain't finna lie to you. All right, man, I ain't gonna hold you, bro. <laughs> I, I tell my nieces and nephews this all the time because I really and truly believe this shit with all my heart. Do not take jobs that don't fit your personality. I am not, a, I don't even, I don't like cleaning my own apartment that much. So you think I'm going to clean a hotel room? Nah, fam, I'm cool on that. I'm cool. And they were accusing me of taking tips and it was so funny because I wouldn't even see the money. Yeah, I don't see no one. I was like, there's money in the rooms. <laughs> I was like asking them that there's money in the rooms. They're like, they're like, well, they said that you're I'm like, I've never seen like a tip in a room. Then I found out who was taking them. 
it was this old little Ethiopian lady. And she was going to the room before I would. Oh, I was checking the room. And I saw her one day. She didn't know I was around the corner. She had like a stack. Put it in her pocket. You hit the ass. And I was just like, so I'm leaning. I'm like, these housekeepers telling in Spanish and whatever, Patois, whatever. They are telling these people that I'm taking this money. And it's you. But do you, <laughs> yeah. but do you see the length that people have to go? Because mm-hmm. most of the time people don't, unless you like a fucking klepto, most time people steal because they have to. Mm-hmm. Like if you see, like if you're in the grocery store somewhere, you see a woman stealing like baby food or clothes, bro, just mind your business. Mm-hmm. It, that ain't my problem. But now nah, she was taking that because she didn't like me too. She wasn't too fond of me either. So uh, not only did you make a profit, and then putting it was on lying you, as on me. <laughs> he was lying on me, bro. You <laughs> was getting. I said, like, boy, I said this is crooked. That's but true. yeah, I had already planned. But no, nah, I was like literally paid off my season tickets. And I was like, I'm going to try to stay talking one next shit. Hey, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know we talked about this before, but I'm going to need one of them season tickets for when the Lakers come back next year. I told you. I got you, man. I've been, I've I been, got you. I've been wanting to do that for a minute. Hey, and plus, I'm, I need y'all might need to delete this part, but you can leave it in. Because if I do, when I when I find me a woman and I want to impress, I'm like, man, I got, you know, I got season tickets to the Mavs. Boy, you lie to me. Season <laughs> 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 to the Mavs, you know. <laughs> if I'm covering them next season, you probably can't have a like a lot. We of probably we probably going to two games with them season tickets. Why you flashing them? And I'm like, bro. I was like, now nah, I got to sell the rest. <laughs> I get in here for the F, bro. What do you? I, I don't need them no more. I mean, uh, but I know you be around a lot of players. But if any um them need like some personal trainers or something like that, as far as like skill set wise, something like that, one of my homies do it. You know, what I'm saying right now he's training high school kids and. Them kids, them kids do well. You know, they go from not knowing how to dribble, not knowing how to shoot, to actually, you know, what I'm saying being either one A, one B on their teams in a short amount of time. So let me know if anybody needs. Josh, <laughs> you need to call them, bro. Man, oh, man, I gotta tell this story. I gotta tell this story. All right, so I'm gonna give y'all the back. I'm gonna give uh, the audience the backstory on this real quick. All right, two of these brothers are in the same fraternity, right? So Josh is a, a Neo, so he doing all the other things, you know what I mean? I'm an old head, so I kind of know exactly how that, how that life is for Josh. He, he was telling me that they was having this event, and there was, a bas- there was basketball involved. I've played basketball with Josh, and I said, don't you dare pick up a ball. <laughs> And then I told him, I was like, I don't know nobody. I wouldn't have done it in the first place. Like, I don't know nobody here. I would I would only play with close friends. Like, ah, none of y'all. Josh, I hate hate to tell you. When it comes to fraternity events, a basketball game is normally always on the schedule for something. Oh no! It was just like a little small little thing that someone yeah, put up. Small for, like thing, the kids. But I told him, "Don't you dare pick up no ball." And I was like, "Nigga, I was like, I don't." That'd be play, the worst. That'd be for- the worst thing you could do to like for a first impression. That'd be the worst. Thing. That's what I told Sean. I'm like, "Jeez, like, he can't I was, play." <laughs> he can't. That, I, I was like, I told him, I'm like, that wouldn't even been in the first ten things Ooh. I would have even thought about doing. <laughs> I'm like, no, like, dog, I'm what cool. did you do? I'm cool, Chill, chilling over here, sitting, hey, talking, man, come play with drinking, 
No, I'm okay. I'm okay, sir. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm a former college intramural basketball champ, so you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm cool. I even though I'm built like Charles Barkley now, I used to be, uh, <laughs> used to be kind of ripped up at one, at one point. Ooh. I showed y'all my high school, but you'd be like, hey, yo, you are not the same nigga, dog. Not, <laughs> who's that? Not the who is that guy? Who's that guy? You are not the same nigga. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I remember when you showed me um, when you played. I was, I was like, I was like, oh, you like? I told you, I was smaller. Man, a whole different nigga, man. But, John but said the same thing to me when he showed me his face. I was like, oh, you like? Yeah, like I wasn't always like this. You know what's crazy? Even when I was that small, I still thought I weighed too much. That's the I crazy know. part about like even back then, I was like one eighty. 190 in high school, 195, and I still thought I weighed way too much because I had like you know I've always been like I had a fluctuating weight. I think it's called body's uh, dysphoria. Is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what I had and did not know it because even back then I was like, damn, I can't. Damn, I got like right now I would kill literally for that 180, 190 that I had in high school with the four pack. But I was so busy trying to get the eight. I ain't appreciate none of that now. Ooh. <laughs> he said, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, because Josh used to make me feel, I was like, bro, you've seen me 10 years ago. <laughs> you keep asking me these weird questions. <laughs> I But I got to get my way down, too, because there's too many clothes in my closet that just going to waste. And I'm a nigga that like to get all the the, the bang out of his bucks, so I gotta get, I gotta get right, man. But when I come back on the scene though, y'all last, I'll be like, oh, that's a nigga that we seen before. <laughs> <laughs> but different. nah, that was both our basketball back to though. But nah, I played with him one time, and I was just like, dog, ain't you from like you ain't never played basketball? He's like, not really. I said, what? I was the scorekeeper. I was like, and when the ball boy. I was a scorekeeper and and well, the equipment manager basically was. That was basically. I used to be like that. I used, I got like I didn't really like start adapting to loving basketball until I was like in the sixth grade, because my gossip used to play and I used to spend like a good majority of my time with her. But my brother wasn't because you know all my siblings are so much older, so I really didn't have nobody to like currently compare myself to. So I had to like do it like in a retrospect. Like my brother was like. Four sport athlete. See, that that was me. I was like, none of my siblings are close to me. I don't have any male cousins around my age. It's literally like I'm the oldest of like my age range of cousins. Like, like my cousin, like my cousins play. Like I had like my classmates that I really was close to. They play. I would go watch the games and support them. And I was like, man, this should look fun. Then you know what I'm saying. My guys started like pushing me more toward like hooping and shit. So we started watching. Then you know what I'm saying. Basically learning how to watch film at that point in time. She's like, now we're finna go do this shit. I'm like, cool. So by the time I got the, I would say eighth grade, I feel like I was ready because I was I was killing niggas that was on the team. I was like, okay, I feel like I can do this. I didn't make it in eighth grade. Because basically what he did, the coach picked the same players from the previous year team. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I got something for this fuck nigga. That's how I felt at the time. I was 13, but I was I was pissed off at that day. I was like, I got something for this fuck nigga. So over the summer, I think I dropped another like, 15, 20 pounds. I came to high school. I was like, damn, who is that? I was like, nigga, it's me. What you mean? Who it is? <laughs> so, you know, I found out. I was like, went, went basketball trials. The niggas that was, because, you know, when you go from eighth to ninth grade, if you worked out in the summertime, you automatically had a spot until otherwise. 
Mm-hmm. I ain't work out with them niggas. I, I was working out on my own and in the parks. And I was like, okay, I got something for these niggas. So trials can I said, let me know when trials is. And they told me I was like, I got something for their ass. Work their asses out in the half in the half court. So I seen my name posted. I was like, it's only up from here. <laughs> then you know what I'm saying? Like I said, <laughs> five, ten center. You know what I'm saying? It was on, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't want to know how to dribble. I ain't want to know how to do none of that shit. Give me that bitch. Power move. I'm trying to go. I'm trying yeah. to block a shot. Then yeah. I realized when you get an organized game, I ain't no shit. He said, "Till you get organized game, I ain't no shit." Because a lot of people don't understand, like street ball pickup is completely different from organized yeah. basketball. Like yeah. that fast break shit you see in the park rarely happens as much as you think it do. Mm-hmm. Like them wild ass shots rarely happen like it used to. Like camping out in the lane, like you had to learn all that three seconds, like all that shit. It's completely different from just, you know what I'm saying, going out there, rolling the ball on the court and going playing. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Yeah, but I know, like, the one time uh, I tried to go out for sports was high school going to f- for football, but, you know, me not eating at the time, they were like, yeah, you can't you can't put you out there if you, if you ain't going to eat no no real food. Like, <laughs> yeah, football yeah. coaches tried to recruit like, me. Yeah. Nigga was uh, like, because one of our football coaches was also our basketball coach. He was like, hey, man, you ever thought about playing football? I said, yeah, man. I was like, uh, what you trying to get me to play? He's like, man, we could use that linebacker. I was like, bet. Because I said, I can, I'm going to dive in every tackle like Ray like Ray, like Ray Lewis. Dude was like, nah, you might as well stay up here. I was like, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, if, if I could just change one thing in my past, I would tell my young self to, hey, go ahead and eat some real food, bro. <laughs> if you really want to play sports. My yeah, thing is, uh, so like I wrestled, and oh, because I mainly just ate candy and bacon and cereal yeah, and fries <laughs> and fries. Yeah, that sounds like my uh eating schedule now and then. <laughs> <laughs> he said now and then. Yeah. Nah, like, like, that was like, like, I was eating like no vegetables. I wasn't eating no other like real meats. Nah, I wasn't doing like nothing. Either. I wasn't drinking no water. I was like sodas. And That's juice. what I'm doing like this now, nigga. Easy, that's why I'm feeling like this now. In high school, bro, my diet consisted of pizza, fries, chicken wings, a bunch of candy, Gatorade, Powerade. That's it. I would only eat real food when I used to come visit my sister and then um, subsequently my mama when they moved out here. But outside of that, me and my pops was living like I was thinking like man, two bachelors. I, we was moving, we were moving like roommates, dog. We shared a three bedroom spot, and we just you know what I'm saying we both had bathrooms on the opposite ends of the trailer, and we just shared the living room. We shared the kitchen in the living room, basically. But outside that, like, nah, we we, we wouldn't move. Every day. <laughs> we my grandma, and my mom cooked every day, so I was like, nah, they. When, when my mama moved here. Nigga, my pops was cooking none, none of the week. None of the week. <laughs> so luckily, my mama taught me how to cook some stuff to get me by. Or if I came home from practice, or because what I would do, I would leave practice at like 5, 5.30. Mm-hmm. Then I would go to the park that was like right across the street from my house and play for another two hours. So it was like, okay, now it's time to eat. And, you know, you, you ate, you ate the, the bullshit lunch that they fed you at school, of course. But it's like, okay, now I need to eat for real, for real. 
So she is 7 30, 8 o'clock. Pops out, and my pops was subsequently a street dude too. So, you know, it's like, damn. So when I'm doing my brother stayed down the street, but my brother had his own family. So it's like I can't be calling my brother all the time. So it's like, man, I gotta figure this shit out. So I'll be like, hey man, just give me some money, dog. Nigga, why well, had so many pizza boxes delivered to that goddamn house? That shit, that shit is a shame, dog. Nah, I thought about that before. I was like, nah, we like I had like I took my lunch to school. I, it was very rare that I actually ate. That was very rare that I actually ate in school. Like I actually ate school lunch. It was very rare. Yeah, I would I would sell, I would sell mine. It's like, hey, just give me some money and give me your, your cookie. Cause I'll I'll eat nothing but cookies and chocolate milk for for lunch and the fries. Bro, I mean, we had to we had to pay extra for fries. Like you, you want my pizza? All right, give me your cookie. And that's exactly <laughs> what made me. That's exactly what made me uh, start. You want my pizza fresh? I was one of them paid lunch. I was one of them paid lunch people. Oh no, we was we were free because you know as a drug dealer, you know what I'm saying your pops ain't had no real income, so you can put the all down zeros on that bitch, baby. Mm. <laughs> pushing. We have Nathan. <laughs> we have Nathan. Damn, my no, no, Nathan. He ain't got no mm. income. <laughs> but yeah, we yeah. Mm. I, so I was like, all oh, this money we spent on this crap. I was like, bro, I can make my own and sandwich then, in the morning. And then when you were athlete, <laughs> and then when you were athlete, like the lunch lady started to figure it out and shit. So they'd be like, oh, y'all, y'all gonna need some extra food for the day. No. Then one of my teammates' mama worked in the hot on the hot side. Mm. So he was like, man, I was like, your mom back there? Like, yeah, go, on, go with you then. That, that reminded me of, uh, for band, we do like these poinsettia sales every year. Like uh, whoever uh, sold the most, they give you like $100 and then pay off your uniform and all that shit. I remember um, like my first year, freshman, I, I will put out there, I won, I won top seller all four years of college, but it started off my freshman year because I was like, yo. I'm thinking about the people that no one ever gets asked. So I asked the lunch lady, I'm like, hey, would y'all want to buy some poinsettias? Oh, yeah, sure. And one of the guys that was in band, his mom was one of the lunch ladies. He was like, my mom says you guys, well, I was like, yeah, just ask her. And then she spread it around to the, the other lunch ladies and they all bought, bought some. And then, you know, I, I went and asked the principal. The principal was like, wow, y'all been doing these for years. No one's ever asked me for poinsettias. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll buy some. So every every year, all four years, I I, I won that that uh, sale. And he but, just proved, he, uh, yeah, Josh. Josh just proved the point of why I always tell him to make the deals because <laughs> he like, will talk to anybody. I ain't gonna lie to Lunch ladies used to hold a nigga. Lunch ladies really held the school down. We being honest, yeah, because they used to hook me up with the cookies. <laughs> like, they're like, they're like, they're like, because I, because uh, you know, me personally, I, I don't like soft cookies. I like mine's uh, extra. So the lunch ladies would be like, oh, oh yeah, Josh, I, like, they'll put it back in the oven to get it a little bit more crispy for for me. Like, they like, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want it soft and true. I want mine a little bit more hard. And they're like, really no one ever want that. And like, except for Josh, but. I'll wait that a couple of extra minutes for you to put it back in the oven real quick. They they would hold like if they knew like athletes was getting out of like because we had three lunch periods. If they knew like we was getting out of lunch, they'd be like, nah, we gotta hold this food for these for these other boys or for these girls. Like we gotta hold this food. Like they was they was like the lifeline of everybody. Like it's a lot of people that I don't think people be understanding this sometimes. Like like Shy said he had to pay for lunch. There's a lot of people that had to pay for lunch because their parents made a certain amount of money, but that didn't necessarily mean it actually could afford it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what so I hated. Like, 
So I know I had plenty of teammates that was in that situation. I was like, I'm not paying for nothing. Like, man, because um, my dad always – one thing I can't say, he always gave me money, like, like during the week and also, like, during game days. I wouldn't spend all my money, like, because I knew I had to feed, like, other niggas on the team and shit like that. So I got to make sure, like, damn, it's my teammates. Like, damn, I can't make sure my nigga not eat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I got to hold – hey, bro, I'm, I just I just be like, go ahead, bro, I got it. I just – Give it to the lunch lady, but like my my dog. Oh, I just buy extra food because I know some niggas that probably I don't know when them niggas don't eat when they get home. So or some, you know, what I'm saying some niggas just got a big healthy ass appetite. Mm-hmm. But I had me get some extra food, get to the homies yeah. or whatever. So yeah, hook my boy up. Yeah, I think I think that's maybe one of the reasons why you know what I'm saying I'm still like super close to a lot of my old teammates and shit like that. You had them down. I, mm-hmm. I still do to a certain extent. Like when they they can call me right now and ask me for something. There's nine times out of ten I'm gonna do it. That's what's up. What's up I don't know what's if that's just who I am as a person or just that I feel like we just all develop just a that bond. Because that's who because that's who you with. Like the people that you go to school with, especially once you graduate with, you're with them bare minimum. If you never moved around and no shit like that. I went, I came from a small city, so the people that I graduated high school with, I literally had been knowing since the second grade. Mm. So from second grade to twelfth grade, you know how much time we spent together. Good day. Nine, mm-hmm. We spent nine months from second grade to twelfth grade together every year. Yep. And then I seen most of them motherfuckers in the summertime. That's all I was say. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you had summertime. Like, I really know you like all year long, bro. Yeah. So whatever, it is, whatever it is, like we fuck. I got you. Like it's cool. Like. Even I might not even say five words to you in high school, but if I've been knowing you since the second grade, come on, dog. I, I got I gotta have some level of respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. you ain't never kicked me in the back of my head and no shit like that. So we, we good. But speaking of sports, though, now me and Romel talked about this off mic before we started. Man, how you feel about these NBA playoffs for these losers saying that's boring? It's actually been pretty interesting. It's actually been pretty interesting playoffs. You saying how I feel? They saying the playoffs has been boring. Yes, I can see that because remember we talked about it like you said right before we got on. These games could either be close or blowouts, like easily. But you know what I'm saying? If we being like honest, there's a fifty percent fifty percent chance that every game could be a blowout. Yeah, somebody like, get, you don't know when somebody gonna get hot. Yeah, you never know. Like there's only three possible outcomes of a game. It's gonna be a blowout. It's gonna be super close, or it's gonna be close, and then a then it's gonna be spread. Or it's gonna be a, a big spread in between, then it's gonna get close. Like that was the only predictions of a basketball game. The score is gonna fluctuate if it's a blowout, if it's close, or if it's, it's tight and then it expands, or if or if it you know if it, it became a blowout, then it started being compacted. So it's the same method, but this playoffs has been like blowout for blowout for blowout almost. Anybody that's playing that's playing at home is almost a blowout. But the reason that they're saying this board, because I read this too, is that, yeah, we have new stars in the playoffs, but it's still missing the LeBron James factor. I was just about to say that it's really the ride. It's really the D-ride and the LeBron. And I know what y'all want. And you, I don't and, care that he ain't there. And if you know my, <laughs> and if you follow my tweets or you listen to my last episodes, I have a problem with that simply based off the direction of because sports talk media, whether we want to believe it or not, dictates some of this shit mm-hmm. too. Yep. Yeah. Like, Ooh, thank you for saying that, Ramel, because I tell Josh that all the time. There's no reason. I'm trying to tell you who to like. 
There's no reason right now at this point since fucking April, I would say April 14th, that the Lakers should be a bigger topic. It's just be as big, big topics on sports talk TV as they are five days a week. They shouldn't be any topic at all until just now getting the coach. <laughs> they shouldn't have been a topic at all. That's my point. Yep. Like they should have been, they should have been a topic twice. Frank Vogel getting fired, right. Dog yep. getting hired. Yep. That's it. it. That's it. It's so easy right now. If you if you want to break into the to the sports media space, or if you want to break into the media space, it's two people that you can say you're a source of: the Los Angeles Lakers and Jada Pinkett and Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. When when they talked about that on um, was it, uh, skipping uh, Shannon Shaw, I was like, yeah, we're going too far now. Bro, this is this is wild. Why Bomani, are we talking about the slap? Bomani <laughs> Jones made the perfect portion. point. He said, just because you can talk about it, don't mean you need to talk, you about, it. talk about it. Right. I, don't a, I don't give a fuck about Skip Bayer's opinion of Will Smith. I don't. Right. I don't give a fuck about Stephen A. Smith's point of view on Chris Rock. I don't. Right. right. I don't, I don't like Skip Bayer's opinion on the Dallas Cowboys. That's why. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's why I said when that shit happened, I was so happy I was not recording. Because by the time it would have got to, because it happened on a Sunday, most yeah, podcasts record on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, depending on what your release schedule looked like. By the time we would have got to it, it would have been a wrap. Yeah, I was like, by, by the time Friday came around, I was like, I was done. I was, I was done like Tuesday, Wednesday. I was like, okay, the jokes is not really that funny anymore. I'm cool. I'm, every every I'm POV over. that you've heard had been said. <laughs> yeah, by by Wednesday. Said by the oh, uh, it was funny. Uh, speaking of um, podcast recording, I believe Josh had told me that he had already talked about it on Nautical Ruckus. So before he even told me that, in the middle of the week, I said, we ain't talking about it. He was well, like, why not? He was like, why? He was kind of like, why not? I was like, bro, we done heard about this hmm. for the past three or four days in a row. What are we going to say that's different that ain't than what somebody else is going to say? So, <laughs> here, here's he was like, another, I got one you of know, We both got to say on the phone. We was like, yeah. One of my homies. Bring nothing nothing nuanced, to, nothing, nothing to this that's going to be different from what somebody else already didn't see. One yeah. of the homies, POV, who I love, is coming on the podcast in July. Y'all y'all know him, but I ain't going to say who it is, but y'all know the nigga. I respect this POV and I love it. And I want to, we're going to talk about just Tupac in general because I feel like this nigga is the Paul Bunyan of rap. But can we be honest, like, for like a real second? Like, no, he really is. No, I, I, like, not that point, but to the point I'm about to make. It was just the Tupac and Paul Bunyan. I was like, it's like this two no, names. Like, really like, yeah. Can we stop pretending like Will Smith wasn't as successful as Tupac when he passed away? Can we stop pretending like that would ha- that hadn't happened? Will I had I, I I never thought he wasn't. Will had Fresh Prince, yep, Grammy, mm-hmm. summertime. Mm-hmm. He had already had been platinum before. Bad boy, Independence Day. Tupac this had is, juice. This is before ninety five. Tupac died in ninety six. That's what I'm saying. Will Smith had all that before ninety five. Except Independence Day, that came out in 96. 96. 96. And 
and people were like, well, he's he well, he said he was jealous of Tupac based off the relationship with him and, and Jay. that was her best friend. Like they basically became best friends, trauma bonded for the most part. Like Tupac mom yeah. was going through some things, Jada mom was going through some things, and that's pretty much what trauma bonding with kids do when you meet somebody that go through the same things or similar, you stick together like glue. That's pretty much what it was. Like a best friend got killed, you know, at 24, 25 years old. Anybody would probably feel that way. Like that's probably like not a whole, it's kind of like if you lose a sibling, I don't know if either one of you, I've lost a sibling before. I don't know if anyone of y'all have ever experienced that, but there's no, even though he has kids left behind, there's still, regardless if you are close to him or not, there's still a void that can't be filled. Mm-hmm. Like regard, there's nothing you can do about that shit. But we gotta stop pretending. Like even because I've said this before, Tupac and Mike Tyson are the only dudes that's ever survived going to jail for sexual for a sexual reason. Regardless of who you believe, whether you believe Tupac or you believe um, the accuser, I cannot think of her name to save my. Life. I was just thinking about this the other day. I can't think okay, of her name. Plus, uh, and she's been doing mm-hmm. interviews recently again. She's too. only did one. She's only no, she, did, no, she did uh she did the art of dialogue. She, she talked to somebody. Okay. Ayanna Jackson. That's it. Yeah, I, yeah. That's all I really not know because I've seen both of them. I like and whether you believe Desiree Washington or Mike Tyson, I believe I believe that yeah. uh, really I, believe, I believe Mike because if you if you actually know like what happened that whole entire night, it's like come on, bro. Yeah, I've, I've, you know, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard a multitude of stories from, you know, everybody's point of view, you know what I'm saying? Even from the, you know, the court transcripts, all that type of shit. It was a wild moment. Yeah. And Mike ended up going to jail. Desiree Washington pretty much had to go into almost like hiding almost at that mm-hmm. point in time. Same for Young Jack. Like, regardless of whether you believe them or not, based off the, based, based off the American perception of what we're talking about. Sexual assault, they pretty much went unscathed. Yep. And Mike kept getting in trouble. He kept doing stuff. And every well, well, other time he just kept resurrecting himself. Well, when you like, think right about now, high boxing is like probably one of the hottest podcasts, right? Yeah. It's, top, it's, it's top five, top ten in the country or in the world. It definitely is. Yep. When you think about Mike Tyson, you never think about Desiree Washington. Oh. Or you never think about that incident at all. You think about Mike Tyson. Robin Givens, baddest man Don on the planet. Yep, John King, Tiger Tattoo, Biden <laughs> ear. yeah, Biden ear, and um, what's the name of the movie? And losing um, the bus, and losing the, the bus yeah, hangover. Yeah, <laughs> like that was like the first like five <laughs> things you think of when you think of Mike Tyson. And the, and the next thing you think about is him losing the bus to Douglas. Yep, yeah. We think about Tupac. Well, that's a funny story. That's a funny story. It is because Bobby Brown had a lot to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard Mike Tyson tell, tell that story too. Yeah. He's a boy, boy. He, he brought some dirty ones. We think about Tupac. What do you think about the, the, the artist, the actor, the poet, all that, right? Yeah, you never think about Ayanna Jackson in that situation. Nope, because what is like all eyes on me, or not all eyes on me. Um. Me against the world came out while he was in prison, but you never think about like you never think about it. Yeah, but you never think about it like that. No, because you think about the videos, you don't think like that man wasn't even there. 
<laughs> for any of this. <laughs> Here's the wild part about it. Tupac was out on bail for that exact crime when he unfortunately got killed. Yep. He wouldn't like we gotta stop pretending like like grit. I get it. You know what I'm saying? You like you want to respect the dead, you want to honor somebody's legacy, but we can't pretend like the nigga went wild. Like the nigga how all this started. I'm sorry, how all this started. He was in a fight. A fight he had nothing to do with. To do with. But he jumped in it. When Benzino got his goofy ass on DJ Vlad and said that what Will did was how Tupac got killed, come on, dog. It wasn't. I don't, I don't pay attention to anything Benzino says Tupac or DJ ran, Vlad. So. You got to have a neck for me to listen. I've seen a bunch of interviews. <laughs> I've seen a bunch of interviews about this shit. Tupac ran like, When you spazzing on your daughter on social media, I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I ain't got, I ain't got nothing for you. But she Tupac literally um, ran up. But... <laughs> he ran up on a killer. Like it's some like I don't know if y'all ever been familiar with like real life gang life. It's a couple niggas in gangs. It's the nigga that call the shots. It's the niggas that mastermind shit. And it's the niggas that real life do the fighting. And it's the niggas that do the shooting and killing. The soldiers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the foot so Them niggas are the real one. And Tupac fucked with a nigga that do the killing and shooting. Like dog, like. Who's to say if he never went over there, he wouldn't have just went to Club 662 or just stayed in the hotel room with Kadada that night? Who's to say? Mm-hmm. We don't fucking know. But we can't pretend like the nigga was, you know what I'm saying, he was Saint Tupac. <laughs> Pat had rum, rum Tupac. <laughs> he was only like him, like he, him, Biggie, Aaliyah, they have like some very complicated stories. But the simple fact that they was around and and they was around, they became who they were and they passed away in such a short, finite amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like Biggie was from what 92, 93 to 97. Seven. Tupac was from like 89, 88, 90 with digital to 96. Yeah, they all, they all was, really only had like eight, six to eight years. Aaliyah was years. from 94 with, um, even unless you want to go back to count the star search from two from that to 2001. Yeah, In those time years. periods, they all have like very flawed stories. Stories like big was, you know, there's stories coming out about how big used to beat Faith, Charlie mm-hmm. Moore, Baltimore, Kim, Kim, yeah. And then we just kind of ran down the Tupac backstory. But then Aaliyah, you have the R. Kelly stuff. Yep. And then Dame, you got you got Dame Dash. Yeah, but I said she was messing with Hov and Dame. You got that story that was out. You got um her being with Static Major at the time. Oh, yep. You got um nigga Timberland said that he was attracted to her when he first met her, and she was 16. Like, but she wasn't telling nobody her age, so of course he probably didn't mm-hmm. know that too. And of course, mm-hmm. she had already been married to illegally by the time yeah. she got with Missy and uh Tim. Mm-hmm. And you know, what I'm saying that's other still, that's still wild. Like Dame asked her about it, and she just said no. And Dame mm-hmm. and I and I think it's kind of irresponsible of Dame just to push all that shit on um on Jay when they was doing best of both worlds. And Dame was like, no, nah, I never wanted to be around that nigga. But they was like, you was at every video shoot. Dancing. Like, right. if you, like, if you felt the way that you really felt 
you probably would have you would have snuffed R. Kelly out. Yeah. For real. That or, project that project wouldn't have happened if he really felt like nah, not like, you, you not know. only did they have one album together and two two. two. <laughs> about the best world world. the only reason you don't talk about best of both worlds too because the other one sucked. And another <laughs> is and it's like they didn't they didn't really promote it. It was just like all right, let's just put together whatever little shit we still got because throw it out. Because to come what out happened on that tour? Yeah, let's just say yeah. that tour would have went perfectly fine. Who's to know we would have got a third uh, album? Yep. Who the fuck knows? They probably would have. You really, really want to yeah. circle the block? I know. Hope we'll never talk about this. Why you had that man in uh, fade to black? Who are killing? Yeah. They performed best of both worlds in that mm-hmm. in that uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Cuz at that point everything was supposed to be like secretive compared to like now. Imagine all the shit we just talked about happening in the phone era, in the social media, social media era. era. Woo. Do you niggas would have big would have been buried. Bro, niggas would have destroyed Tupac on social media. Yep. Oh, oh, let's circle, let's circle the block on one guy. Big pun. Mm. Ooh. He'd been fried, he'd been he'd been fried up too. Yep. And that, that hurts too, because I was like, big pun on my tops. It's it's wild, like when you when you sit back and you think you, you want me to tell you who Tupac would have been now. I actually said on episode last week, I'm like, yeah, a lot of the niggas that I like all got some funny <laughs> like like as much as I love big, I know he wasn't perfect. And Tupac would have been the baby in this era. Yeah. Same shit. The only difference is Tupac knew how to point how, how to articulate his points much better than the baby did. <laughs> the only yeah. difference. Yeah. Both of them was in Tupac was in and out of jail. Like this yeah. is not me like coming down on him or nothing like that at all. But I'm just giving like a realistic take. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say he the Paul Bunyan, because every time you go on YouTube. Or you listen to interview, it's always some random nigga got a story about how Tupac told him some shit. Show you know him who, and you know who the new and our guy is the new Tupac. Who our guy? Who our favorite who, ball who, player? Who our favorite ball player? Oh, he's the oh. new Tupac. Yeah, he's the new Tupac right now. You know what I'm talking about. Everybody got a Kobe story all of a sudden. I'm like, <laughs> what? But that's more believable. I'm tell you why that's more believable. At least Kobe was from we knew him from 18 to you know till he passed away. Mm-hmm. So from 96 to 2020, that's a nice little sample size. Mm-hmm. We talk about from 1989, 1990, 1996. To 1996, not and this is counting the time that he was in jail. Like eight years. When I tell you, I ain't seen not one interview where a woman didn't start crying. <laughs> Talking about too much. We had such a spiritual connection. <laughs> I was like, he was messing with like, like Madonna and 20 other women and you during 1994. What are you talking about? <laughs> but he made me feel so special. He's hoping they Madonna. Whitney, uh, Left Eye, Jazz Yo Yo. Mm-hmm. Um, My dog was out here doing his thing. He knew. <laughs> he knew mm-hmm. he wasn't here that long. Kadada, <laughs> uh, Heather Hunter, 
Yeah. Uh, Jasmine Guy. Um, Sally Richardson before she was Whitfield at the end. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think. Uh, ooh, it was another. It was another like adult star. It was another one. You're doing it as you make that noise, huh? <laughs> <laughs> now look now for this part. I need the visual. <laughs> I was like, I was not. <laughs> Man, this one chick. If I remember, <laughs> no, nah, like it was because she was in a toss it up video. She was in the second version of toss it up, and possibly Lisa Ray too from. You know, because she was in one of the Tupac videos. She was in, she was in, she was in Toss It Up. You know, she was in the original Toss It Up. Don't throw her original Toss It Up video. She was dancing, she was dancing by the car. <laughs> but there was so another you, version of Toss It Up where, like, it was like a whole bunch of adult actresses. So like, do you know how wild that shit sounds? Like, imagine after Jay goes, like, uh, you know, passes away and be like, man, six women on the Big Pippin video come out with Jay Z stories. Boy, Glory Velez already tried to come out with a story on this <laughs> and he alive and well. You know what I'm saying? So is it? it you got me point. looking this up because I said I, looked, I was like that was woman he, literally. He, 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 I saw the interview. Point. She started crying. So, but he called me before he died. I was like, and he basically he had a roller dates where he called everybody in that hotel room. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was right there. Who are you calling? I'm about to call everybody I know. I feel like something's afoot. <laughs> There's a disturbance in the force. Let me go ahead. Yeah, and make this is disturbance. Let me make make amends with everyone before I let walk me, up. Let me call some people, see what happens. But even even the story about you know what I'm saying his last days in the hospital are fucking wild. I'm like only his mama was up in there. <laughs> I just recently read a story where Snoop said he fainted when he went in the hotel. I'm in mean, uh in the hotel uh room. Oh, yeah, I did read that the other day. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah but he said about like a couple weeks ago. Brandon, didn't know you. Bro. All right, man. This, that's what I say when I see some new Tupac stories. I'll be like, all right, man. I'm starting to believe. <laughs> look, I'm starting to believe Danny Boy. That, that nigga don't know how to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Danny Boy is telling everything. <laughs> that's why he ain't going to never get his masters back. <laughs> he, keep, he keep talking. Shut the fuck up, man. Just the fuck. Oh man. We wait um, for Danny Boy. Look, Danny Boy's been just yeah. yeah. Hey man, I guess you get to that point where you can say the fuck you want to say without consequence. But the nigga, nigga, you the one that said that good portion of your money been cut off since Snoop, you know what I'm saying, took all the music off streaming services like my dog. Like maybe you shut the fuck up. You'll <laughs> think about yeah. it. Maybe you shut the fuck up. <laughs> Like I know the only one that I've really been mad that he did Snoop took off above the rim soundtrack. Yeah, great. That's the only classic, one. Classic. That's the only one I've been mad about. Can I can I say this too? Can we stop trying to revive old record labels? Cause like even though I know Snoop owns Death Row, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, that's what I was like. I don't I don't need artist signed to death row i was like snoop i'm quite fine with you being the only artist signed to death row just for i'm quite, name fine, purposes. I'm quite fine if death row never comes back to be honest right. with you right I, was like, I don't need him signing new artists like just stay in your death jam they already look we've already had this happen before with the row so i'm yeah. done we done with we don't we done with death row the road same thing happened with the, the ink, ink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, how y'all go with murder ink? The, the ink, the, ink. <laughs> the incorporated. You know what's crazy? It ain't even much like the rebrands of the rename. It's just the talent level will never be the same at that. Will never be the same. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to do that. 
Like, that's why it pisses me off when Laker fans talk about we need to bring Showtime back. You can't. Like, there's no Showtime's not coming back. The Kobe and Shaq Lakers are not coming back because you don't have that type of superior talent no more mm-hmm. on one team that was all drafted. Except Kareem. He was got to be a trade. Magic was drafted. James Worth. The Lakers won a championship in the next year, drafted James Worth. I mean, drafted James Worth the number one in the same draft. That shit don't happen no more. And that's three niggas that's right there. That's top 75. Yep. Along with Bob McAdoo, who came and played with y'all top 75. Michael Cooper, probably one of the best defenders of all time. Then you had like, then you filled out your bench with niggas like, with real bench niggas like Kurt Rambis. You know, Michael Cooper was in and out of the starting lineup. You know, shit like that. Like, you just yeah. don't replace niggas because, you know. Uh, so. Scott, my boy, boy B. Scott. Yeah, Byron Scott, like dra- another mm-hmm. kid that was drafted. Like, it, teams don't work like that no more. Just like NFL teams don't work. NFL teams got, they are building right now. Every NFL team is trying to build the exact same way. Get you a young, hot shot quarterback within the first few years of his deal to try to win you a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Before you have to re him up. That's what the Rams did. They at least got to the Super Bowl, but they lost to the Patriots. They just happened to go back and win this bitch with an experienced quarterback in Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs actually did that before they signed Patrick Mahomes to that massive ass deal. The the Bengals fortunately got to the Super Bowl, but they probably finna have to re up Joe Burrow next offseason. Yep. Yeah, they are. Especially if they make it again. The Bills are predicted to get to this year's Super Bowl because they already read up Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is just waiting. They brought in um when they brought in uh Von Miller. They brought in yep. my boy Von. Because you know why they are they going for it. Mm-hmm. The Rams brought in it's kind of what the Broncos did when like Peyton Manning last couple of years. They went and spent big on defense. They brought in where they made sure Vaughn was happy. They brought in TJ Ward. They brought mm-hmm. in the Keeps Lead. Chris Harris Jr. started to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they D line was developed too with like Derek Wolf and all of them. It's like, okay, y'all go get the nigga. Anything that comes, the tips, we're going to pick it off. And when Peyton Manning retired, I keep leave left. TJ Wood ultimately get traded. Von Miller stayed, ultimately got traded last year. DeMarcus Ware retired. And then you just, I mean, just break it up at some point. But it's all, it's it's all like, the same. It's just like what the Raiders did. I was so happy we got Devontae Adams. Boy. The Raiders doing that now. Yeah. Got, also, on like another two, three-year deal, they went and spent big on, on free agents as far as with on, on the skill position. They went and got Chandler Jones, so they're going for it. The um, the Chargers did the same thing by going to get Khalil Mack. Because the funny thing was, um, and I'll never forget this because Josh, no, it was like, it hurt me. Of who beat the Raiders to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> the Bengals. I was like, man, Joe Burrow never gonna go all the way to the AFC. Uh yeah. win the AFC. And I was, I was like, wait a minute. But a wild card had to go against the Raiders. He's getting overrated right now, too, as far as with as where he's ranked as far as like quarterbacks right now. Joey B. Yeah. Because if we being like completely honest, his Super Bowl run, he was not like very, very good. 
He was solid, but he wasn't very, very good. Ooh, when you got no O-line, when you got no O-line, you got to roam away, bro. Hey. This is why the greatness, bro. I'm gonna talk about this nigga for a second. This nigga Aaron Donald is unfucking believable. I seen this nigga yesterday do a training video with knives. Yeah, he said, What is that gonna do to help you on the field, bro? I have no idea why this nigga is having a nigga really come trying to stab him. The dude was like, This, he up the ducking with his his forearm, like this. This is how you know how dominant this nigga is, right? So you remember the last play of the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. The announcer said, here comes 99. And the next one said, somebody better watch Aaron Donald. As soon as... <laughs> In the very next play. <laughs> as soon as Joe Burrow snapped it, nigga, Aaron Donald was on his ass. Yeah, he was gone. It was all, that's how I do the Super Bowl. I was like, it's over. They can't come In the, the week, in two weeks before that, in the, in the San Fran game, Exact same thing they said. Somebody better block ninety nine. He got up. Man, you want to talk about somebody? Man, you want to talk about somebody that I don't see how they keep making money in? Uh, uh, well, I'm gonna say it like I always said. I don't see how they're making American currency playing <laughs> playing in a sport. Ooh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I will never understand why Jimmy G keeps the job. I do. He uh. I, Truthfully speaking, he actually has a, a great winning percentage with the 49ers. Yeah. When he's completely healthy, they've been to <laughs> three. He's been to three <laughs> NFC championship games and a Super Bowl. It's never because mm-hmm. of him. <laughs> it's never it's because they built around him. They, it, he's like, he should be a magician. He's like the greatest illusionist I've ever seen in my life. He, Debo beat the Cowboys. Yes, the, de- the defense beat the 49, but he also made the one throw against the 49ers to Kittle to set them up for field goal position. That shit counts in quarterbacks. Can you put you put your team in position to win? That's how Brady gets a lot of credit. Granted, Benatari kicked a lot of fucking field goals, but that's the credit that Brady gets on that shit, too. And this time against Aaron Don just happened to throw a fucking pick <laughs> to, to end that bitch. But yeah, Jimmy, but yeah, Jimmy. One of y'all gonna have to send me that video. I was, I was just trying to see. Oh, Aaron Donald playing against the nigga with the knives? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I can find that. Cause yeah, yeah that it was one of the most wildest Mortal Kombat looking. <laughs> because when I first no, seen it, it, it really because he was real. doing like this, then all of a sudden he's straight. It, it gave the, straight you know, the dude that be the dude that be practicing that be teaching, teaching people how to uh defend themselves, the dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how it almost looked at first when I first seen it. Like, then you realize he getting stabbed dead. I'm like, bro, what kind of shit is this? Yeah, and then oh, I just saw he just signed with Donda. Donda, Donda, yeah. Donda. Who yeah. did? Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, hmm, okay. That's because no, Kanye been trying to do that. That's why he has Donda Academy and stuff like that. He's been trying to get into sports. What like Donna has a sports uh sports agency now? Yep. yep. Bro, I ain't trusting no nigga that bro. That shit wow. Cause at least Rock Nation, unless he's doing the Rock Nation thing and bringing in niggas that were former agents and shit like that. Why but, is that like literally the second thing that's on my YouTube? But I say because we nah. we've seen what happened when Master P did that. Yeah. No limit sports. That shit was around for like two years. It was funny when they showed that uh facility. That was half built. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he had a whole uh, 
Yeah, he had a whole plan. Yeah, I know. Like Wayne got the young money source, but he actually had like somebody doing it. Like it's a I forgot what her name is. I bought her book. Um, Nicole, she runs she runs this whole division. It's Nicole, ain't it? Yeah, That's Nicole. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I just sent it to you. But um, I know I want to talk about this before, like when we first start. Can we talk about Nori for a second? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we gonna, yeah. We gonna end it off with Nori. Yeah, we can wrap oh, it up okay. with Nori. We got anybody anything else before we get to Nori? Uh, no, nah. nah. we can wrap it up with that. Okay, cool. So of course, you know, he let off a, a, a few tweets this week talking about how um artists should be going coming to him million dollars worth of game, um <laughs> Joe, and a couple other spots, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just had to judge. I'm like, what? He looking like, what is this? Because <laughs> I'm like, y'all on a football field. Because <laughs> wow, he's in the three knuckle stands. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? You see how wild that shit is, though? Yeah, I'm like, what was why the are you on a football field? Knuckle stands with the... <laughs> My nigga, I'm really, I'm really wondering, like, what does that have to do to help you with football? I'm thinking the only thing I can think of is supposed to be like hand eye coordination and the speed of the move. But but that nigga gonna get double triple team, so a lot of that shit don't even matter. <laughs> Stop looking at it because you because I'm just looking at the confusion on your face. Like this makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like, but yeah, yeah. Let's get to it. I was like, that was just wild. <laughs> Oh, yeah, uh, yeah I, I should have said that to you in the middle of the recording. You were in disbelief. <laughs> I'm glad you did, though. But that's I, th- I thought. I thought. I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, it's gonna be like in a gym or something. It's gonna be. Oh, no, like, it's wait. on the field. Bro. I was like, it was in a training field. Bro. I was like, yo, why are we on a football field? What am I about to see on the football field? And I was like, oh shit. Then he got down in the more? stands. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. That's a wild okay. Oh, man. But Whew, yeah, Nori let, Nor let them tweets off. But, you know, people tried to initially uh, uh, insinuate that he was talking about Cardi. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. But here's my thing with Nori, right? I get his point like 100%. But you also got to look at the format of your, of your show, too. Like, nigga, everybody don't. Everybody don't want to make a point in a in a bullhorn middle or literally goes off in the middle of a, trying to make a point. Yep. Everybody don't try to everybody don't want to do let's make some noise as soon as you make a small point. Yeah, because everybody ain't gonna get the, the Kanye West treatment where Kanye like, no, don't don't yeah, don't, like, do that. Nope. Yeah. don't do that. <laughs> Let me talk. <laughs> he was not playing. Some people don't like to be cut off in the middle of them trying to make a point. Mm. Like you could literally be like, all right, so this is what happened. So you're about to tell us what, what happened, right? Like, no, let the nigga talk. Like, a lot of niggas got a problem with Nori, like, cutting niggas off at the wrong time. Like, I like Dream Champs. I always have. But you also have to look at the format of your show sometimes, depending on who, like, the person that you're trying to actually bring on. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense for, even, let's just say he was talking about Letterman, right? Let's just keep this this season of Letterman, right? Cardi could come to Drink Champs, because she always does a multitude of black outlets, right? Mm-hmm. Will's not coming to drink champs. Yeah, he, he, it's not happening. Yeah, no, not for his brand. <laughs> it's not even for the brand. It's, it's the way that he likes to convey his message. Yeah, like when you talk, sometimes you want to get that. Like that's why he went to rap radar. He knew Elliot and B Dot was only going to interject on certain points, mm-hmm. or you know what I'm saying. Let him finish and then ask the next question. 
Like, yep. imagine this nigga. Let's just say Nori got the exclusive, exclusive Will Smith, Chris Rock incident. Will's coming to drink temps to tell his story. In the middle of this nigga's telling the fire store, a fucking bullhorn goes off. And then in the middle of the that's, that's, that's next. Well, especially how like oh <clears throat> okay, especially how rap radar like starts off. Boy, that would be wild. All right, you get all right. Hello, guys. This is Elliot Wilson here with B Dot. We have Will Smith on Rap Radar. I was like, like, what is going on? <laughs> I know Will be like, Will Smith will be like, hey yo, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and leave. So I feel like this is gonna get real stupid. <laughs> I'm already irritated. <laughs> some niggas can thrive in that environment, right? But some niggas need their full point to be articulated because we know the shit gonna get chopped up when it comes to social media, and mm-hmm. niggas gonna react different to it. So they need to make their full fucking points. But also, if you go to million dollar worth of game, sometimes you don't want Wallow to drown you out with a wild ass jail story. Yeah. If you go, I'm to laughing Jeff, because you. I'm laughing because Josh knows I live because <laughs> it's Is funny because it just be yelling, it's just nothing but a whole bunch of yelling. And then you don't want Gilly just to start looking at you funny and shit. And then because 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 niggas like Gilly, niggas like Joe can become extremely condescending mm-hmm. when they don't agree with a point, mm-hmm. or they become very passive aggressive when they don't agree with a point. Instead of letting niggas completely articulate it. They try to interject and make it seem like the niggas are either liars or the shit just don't make no sense. Like, bro, it's a, like people like you, we've all been through this, even though we're on the smaller scale of what they do. Niggas think it's easy to interview people. Yeah. yeah. When it's not, even if you've been a seasoned interviewer, you still have to sharpen your skill set. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people was talking about Joe, like Joe just Isaac, uh, interviewed I Isaiah Rashad. Yeah. The shit can kind of be fumbled if you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of people said Joe did. Like he was trying to talk about that community without the proper terminology, which made him sound fucking stupid. But it's okay. And plus, I just want every content creator to understand something. It's okay to not talk about what you don't know. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a prime example. I love music. Y'all love music. Don't take a personal loves music. When they was on my podcast, because you know I was I was trying to create the questions for the for the podcast that I was I was showing yeah. up the night before. And it was a question I had and I said, bro, you are not gonna out music these niggas. Don't even try. <laughs> yeah, I even heard you on, on the recent episode. You like, hey, I'm gonna talk about this Kendrick Lamar album, but I'm gonna talk about very little. If y'all want more of that shit, you like don't listen to don't take it personal and shout versus smile. Them niggas gonna go in the deep. I ain't about to do all that shit. I'm not, bro. I'm, bro, I'm not gonna go into deep, deep dives on music because guess what? That's not my forte. I'm gonna point you to the niggas that's gonna tell you about the sample. I'm gonna point you to the niggas that's gonna tell you about the subject matter to the oh. goddamn break beats. I'm gonna point you to the niggas that that's gonna die. Like it's a podcast literally on, on Spotify called Dissect. Oh, yeah, I love about that all of this yeah, type of too. They now y'all don't go that far as far as with like all of that, but it's a pretty decent deep dive into what you want to possibly fucking hear. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that. It's, it's, it's for two reasons. One, 
I'm gonna sound like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And two, I just don't want to. <laughs> I'm gonna point <laughs> to the niggas that enjoy going down those those avenues. The way y'all dissect music is the way I can dissect basketball. If you want that, I can get that to you. But if you know what I'm saying, just being completely honest, I always throw lives to niggas that do shit better than you. Mm-hmm. I call y'all niggas out on their podcast because guess what? You niggas do a very, very good job at dissecting music. Because I'm going to tell you why. Because Smiles will interview niggas you ain't never fucking heard of when it comes to music. And people were like, that was a great interview. I'm like, I did all that shit like 30 minutes before. <laughs> They're like, wow, you made it seem like you really, like, oh, it's just a quick little 30 minutes. That's what I'm saying. Though for me, I don't deep dive into the music like that, but what I could deep dive into if I'm going to be in the music world is the stories of how this shit was created. Mm-hmm. How the record came about. Why is this the subject matter? Why did you pick this producer in particular? Like, y'all can do that too, but also tell me this producer's heavy in the sampling this person or heavy into these kind of beats. Like, you know niggas that make trap beats. You know niggas that make soulful beats. You know niggas that make um, soft beats. You know niggas that make hard beats. You know niggas that got a bunch of 808s in beats. You know niggas that build beats from scratch. Like, those are, I leave that to y'all to do. Like when Nick, like y'all niggas can literally hear a for uh, hear a beat and be like, okay, for real, produce that. Me, I gotta look up who I gotta look up that shit. <laughs> he said, let me go to them. Li- he like, let me go to them liner notes real quick. <laughs> like when Pusha T said, I got six tracks that Pharrell did, and I got six tracks that Kanye did. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go look up who did what. But like when Cassie was like, man, you could tell when Pharrell produced because as far. Mm-hmm. Superior than most of y'all favorite. I'm like, okay, I don't know what the fuck Pereira produced on that album. But guess what? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give his words some credence because I know. I know he really means what he say. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple to me. Like you don't have to talk about shit you don't know about. Because like nah, one of my, like, I, I had somebody wrong. tell me it was like, bro, you should you should talk about more relationships and shit like that. And I was like, nigga, why? <laughs> I said, first of all, I'm a single man. Second of all, I don't give a fuck that much about relationships to be talking about this shit. I'm not in the business of telling women who and the fuck who they should be or what the fuck they should do to get a nigga because I don't want niggas. So I ain't trying to tell a woman what to do to get niggas. I don't tell dudes what to do to get women because there's so many different types of women in the world. Nigga, do, do whatever works for you, my nigga. If you can call women bitches and hoes and get them, hey, more power to you. I ain't cute enough. I ain't got enough money to do shit. <laughs> right. You ain't blue. You ain't blue face. You can't get. They, they won't get I your can't. face tattooed. On I ain't gonna, but yeah. I ain't. I also ain't gonna queen and beautiful a woman to death either. <laughs> I ain't got enough suits and. That's what these girls be doing if they ain't got no game, boy. Yeah. Like queen, cool. Cool. I got you. Look at you, image of perfection. I have to, I have to do I like calm that down, bro. I have to attract <laughs> women the same way I've been doing it since I was fucking eight, nine years old. Oh, make man. them laugh, and I have to make them feel good. That's the only thing that I, I have to be relatable, and I have to be funny because you can always laugh or laugh the draws off of women. Always in play. I ain't got no money to spend. <laughs> I ain't got no money to spend. I ain't that goddamn cute, and I damn sure ain't in shape. So I'm losing <laughs> out here in these point battles. 
<laughs> he said, but I know where I'm strong at. I know where my, 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 my strengths are. Lies. He said, I'm going to lean into my strengths. And the strength that I lean into, <laughs> the strength I lean into always give me a shot. Always got it. You can make a woman laugh. You can make a smile. You always got a shot. Mm-hmm. At least to get in the dough. Bare minimum. Outside of that, dog. So yeah, I got I got homie just just like that. I got a homie who was like, "Hey, I lean into I'm I'm real and I can make you laugh." <laughs> he said, "And you either gonna like me or you gonna hate me." <laughs> so <laughs> that's it. He was like, he's like, he's like, either way, I'm gonna be entertained. He was like, because if you don't like me, it's like I wasn't doing it on purpose. But if you don't like me, whatever, I don't care. But if you like me, hey, I might be able to get the draws. <laughs> That's it. Hey, man, GTD got the draws is what the mission is. That's the crazy part. That's the mission on both sides of the spectrum. Whether you're going to spin your way through the draws or you're just going to do it the old-fashioned way. Granted, we don't control none of that shit, but at least you got, you know what I'm saying, you you do enough to keep yourself viable as an option. Because you don't have control over nothing to nobody. You just got to live the way you just got to do what the fuck you think is, is going to work. Like Patrice O'Neill said it best. He said, um, the way he said, dudes have way harder time getting women versus men versus women getting men. He said, because um, he said, women have to get come get, you know, dudes come at them all the time trying to fuck since they was like 13, 12, 13 years old. He's like, so as the older you get, you start to figure out all the maneuvers and the moves that it takes. He says, so now I got to come up with a whole new plan of attack to try to fight through that shit. Like every single time he was like, I got, he was like, it's just like playing. He's like, just like being in a war. I got to find a new fucking missile to try to break through <laughs> to get a to. New stra- yeah, a new strategy. You got to find it every single time. Yep, that's how, that's how I felt doing this whole dating. And like they all so different. And I, some girls like this don't want me to do this, but then other girls want me to do this and not do this. And it's like, what? Y'all are just all just all confusing. It is, dog. Like you ain't gonna figure that shit out. That's why you gotta get you one and get out the way. But if yep. you can keep over two, three up. Right, man, do you? <laughs> I tell you, that's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm like, I'm retired. I'm retired now. Yep, I was like, I was like, get you one, then delete all that other stuff. I was like, oh, I, I, I don't need all that. I, I got my one. I am done. Mm. Yeah, man. Every time I, I look at my guys, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get you a little, a look. I'm gonna get you one woman, get you a little playmate, and that is it. And <laughs> we, we out. I'm out the game forever. <laughs> when I look at my guys, I'll be like, hey, you think it's time for me to have a guy, uh, a son now? <laughs> I have no fucking children. <laughs> My goddaughter don't like sharing me anyway. <laughs> That's good. Like my like my nieces and nephews, they don't no, they don't need no son. You fuck that. One of them asked me, you plan on having kids? I said, wouldn't you just bang? <laughs> for me, I'm gonna do it for 18 years. So so, I said, y'all still big every guy. Bro, my nieces and nephews do me so wrong. <laughs> they they will send me a cash out request. That's it. They, they no high. No oh, he's, he's, like, he's like, no, they just like, why I need it. Huh? <laughs> some of them don't even say, I'm going to pay you back. It's just a cash out request. I just look at it sometimes and I just wait because I'll be like, let me see if they're going to text me first. 
Let me see if they're gonna say so. They're gonna really ask me. Did you see? <laughs> hey, I, I've I've done that before. Like, what's the? I was like, I'm I'm gonna leave it there just just to see how long until you you hit me up. I'm gonna do it anyway because I I never had that type of relationship with an aunt and or uncle like that. Yeah. So I try to, and plus I've had like, I'm not gonna say fractured, but like incomplete relationships with some of my brothers and sisters like that because you know the age difference. They start having children, no, someone moved away, whatever the case may be. And it just was never strong. But you know what I'm saying? If I can try to course correct some of that with their children, then it makes me feel a, a little bit better. That, that's the same thing with me. Like anything my nieces and nephews need, like if I, I got it, I got you. Like yeah. my one niece bought her a bunch of stuff for uh, her baby shower. I got another niece. I just sent her some money, just ran. She was like, oh, thank you. I got another niece who had. Also, just had another kid. I sent her some. She was like, "Oh, thank you. You you did more than like some of the other people in our family." I'm like, "Hey, I know we may not talk all the time, but when I can, I got I got you. Like, you can always had, call on me if you need something." I had mm-hmm. three. I had three great nieces two weeks ago, in the same week. Damn. <laughs> three great nieces in the same week. It's like uh, wow, like this shit is wild. And I'm like. I was, and that that also reminded me about how like that's crazy. How I was like, I got like, I think like two or three great nephews, about four great nieces, or something, something like that. I gotta like really like think about who all got what. But it's like, and meanwhile, look at me, still no kid at thirty four, but I got all these nieces and nephews with with kids. <laughs> so do I. I'm thirty two. Yeah, and I'm like. Yeah, y'all, y'all not get y'all y'all not getting a a a, a cousin no time soon. <laughs> I got I got niece and nephews older than I am. Oh yeah, I think you told you told. Yeah, you told yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and two, um, my my brother had two kids in the same year, so his son was born in February and his daughter was born in November. So I have a niece and a nephew that's born in the same year. As me, yeah, and my like, brother, and my brother, I was not. I had a different brother, he had a baby when he was 15. So, I have a niece that's three years old now. I ain't never met her before, and she has children as well. So, of course, mm. it's a lot of shit going on. This this wild ass family, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I got a, a niece and one of my little sisters, they're the same age. I, want, I remember one point in elementary school, they went to the same elementary school, they was in the same class, but then. They ended up had to separate them because the, the teacher was like, "Yeah, they spent a little too much time together because they either like getting in trouble because they talking too much, or they was getting in trouble because they was fighting." <laughs> so my mom, my sister was like, "Yeah, let's separate them. Like they spent just a little too much time together because it it literally was like either y'all get in trouble because y'all talking to each other, not paying attention, or." Y'all arguing and y'all fighting. <laughs> well, that was like that brief time me and my cousins all went to the same school. Yeah, you don't need to be going to school with your family. You know what's crazy? <laughs> like, my cousin is like the first All-American in my high school history. That shit is wild <laughs> to think about. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. And this nigga, this nigga played on that championship team with, with, uh, with Cam Newton. Oh shit! It's wild to think that shit, and then it's wild to think that my like my family put like all in all the eggs in his basket, uh-huh. and they didn't pan out like what they thought. 
but it's gonna be wild when I take him to the promised land. You banked on the wrong one. <laughs> they banked on him. I had another cousin who was a uh, who was like all state third team mm-hmm. as a receiver, as a slot receiver. Um, my little cousin, um, he I tried to tell him this, but it's hard. It's not it's not being a deterrent, but you have to be realistic based off what you see, what you know. My little cousin's like five, six, five, seven. He was a senior year, he hadn't gotten the offers or nothing like that. So I asked him, normally when you when you get to that position, you at least get some kind of offer, even from D2, D3. Mm-hmm. I said, yo, um, what do you what do you plan on doing? Do you plan on going to school or what? He was like, I want to go to school. I was like, so what do you want to go to school for? He was like, to play football. I said, you do know when you go to school, you got to go to school. <laughs> like, what do you plan on doing outside of playing football when you go to school? He was like, oh, um, I might want to coach. I said, well, you might want to get on that part more than you just want to play football. Because if your grades ain't straight in football, I mean, granted, depending on what college you go to, they can't finesse your ass into playing. But if you're not that good, they don't give a fuck about that. Mm-hmm. If you're ineligible, you fucking ineligible. And just like that coach at Grambling, the motherfucker can take your scholarship at any fucking time. And which I think is whack as fuck, but Stephen, they talking about to call the fucking uh, review of what's going on at Grambling. She went in that bitch mm-hmm. and, see, and she deemed that nobody on that team was good enough. And she took all the scholarships. She released every player. Yeah, I heard about that. Though, but. Which, to me, it shouldn't be an investigation simply based off the fact that motherfucking football coaches let niggas go every day. If more niggas get cut off football teams than that. Mm-hmm. What? Them niggas, niggas got to fend for themselves, too. It's like, niggas die every day, B. Man. <laughs> Man. That nigga said it. it it's, a, it's a harsh thing to say, but Shit, that's the real world when it comes to sports, dog. Think how many niggas get cut off NFL rosters every day and don't and don't even know it. Yep, it's like literally niggas that just bounce around from team to team. <laughs> look how many niggas. Look at look at the nigga that I don't know if y'all remember this story. Look at the nigga that was in the XFL that got cut over some fucking pizza and uh, chicken salad. I remember that. <laughs> that nigga had no intentions on going home over a food selection. No, I remember that. I was like, which is fucking goofy. Yeah, Vince, yeah, Vince was also goofy stuff, bro. <laughs> That's how the rock took over. <laughs> this was on, yeah, this was on one. Oh, damn, I ain't even finished making my point about Noor. We got way off subject. Oh, <laughs> but this was, this, was, this is my real point about Noor. Even though Noor might be mad that somebody ain't going to drink champs or somebody ain't going to million dollar worth of game, Noor got one of the biggest interviews fucking coming up with Chappelle. Yeah, I can't wait for that, bro. Why are you stepping on your moment? By bitching and complaining about something that really that you can't fucking change. Artists, the dick, like we know this because we're like I said, we're lower level. Motherfuckers dictate when and when and if they're gonna come on your podcast, even if they give you a verbal. Yeah, yeah. You know how many motherfuckers that agreed to come on this podcast that you never that you never hear from when it's time to come? Yep, we we had that happen too. Like, we've had, we've, yeah, we've even had guests that like 
we end up getting them, but it happened like way later than <laughs> right. He got changed the date. I um I I won't name I won't name them by name, but they legit finally came on. And instead of me staying for the interview, I said, Josh, you got it. I got I got things to do. I gotta go. They wasted my time. And I left. <laughs> I straight up left. I was like, no, you I was like, I don't think we've had anybody worth me having to stay. But this nigga finna get four episodes in one. He finna get Chappelle, Donnell Rollins, and Blackstar. Bro, that's four interviews. That's between four and eight interviews, depending on how you mix these niggas up. Mm-hmm. Like, dog, why are you stepping on that moment complaining about some shit you got no control over? Like, dog, like, welcome to the podcast game, dog. Like, everybody's not going to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. It happens. Oh, no, that's another funny and one. Plus, it's like, no, there's a lot of music. There's a few Music Impulse episodes that was supposed to be shot for Smiles episode, but... Hey, I wasn't finna, I wasn't finna wait on nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I straight up leave. You gotta keep pushing. Like nigga, you done got yay, push a T, big Sean, for real. For real. Only person that you ain't had that really 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 mean something at this point is Drake and fucking Hove. Yep. Kendrick, maybe Cole that Cole Cole been on them. I don't remember. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't think know. But you still got some of the biggest names. Like, why are you worried about who going on Letterman? Nigga, David Letterman been interviewing niggas since the 70s. And then you say going to Oprah and Gail is trash. To who? Nigga, depending on what kind of message I'm trying to send them the first places I'm going. Now, if I'm R. Kelly, I ain't going to them. But if I need to convey... Uh, yeah, but if you like Omega style, you need to get the, all the women's support. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, yo, you trying to talk about a female empowerment in a fucking drink champs room with all niggas in that bitch with bullhorns and liquor? Nobody gonna fucking take you serious. Nobody said closer than got he the put, cold. He pulled out in that like little generation. He you know, pulled out. Uh, he pulled out the gun, that. and I was so scared. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo, violence, yeah. Not even that point, Nora. You don't know how to fucking interview for that. Do you? Do yeah, you? if I had an in-depth, if I want to have an in-depth conversation, I'm not going to know it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to know it for it. <laughs> and to try to get people to get on my side for a story. I'm on rap. I'm on rap radar. We we gonna be like on a beach. Some we gonna be like on a beach somewhere. Elliot, quiet. Elliot, <laughs> Elliot, Elliot is a, a Wilson, right? Elliot Wilson. Yeah. That nigga's a journalist, right? He was a, a journalist, right? Yeah. Yes. That nigga know how to fucking interview. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Joe wants to be what Elliot is on the inside. He wants to be what Charlamagne and Elliot is as far as when it comes to interviewing style. And that's why he can't stand him. He has impact. <laughs> that's but, why he mad at him. <laughs> but he don't even understand his own impact. It's real hater energy. <laughs> that's all it is. But like, dog, like you don't have to venture off in the shit that you know nothing about. I wouldn't. I, I, if I was to interview Isaiah Rashad, it wouldn't be about what do you identify as. Like, dog, that's not my fucking business. Well, he, like, he he did say they reached out to him. It's still not my fucking business. Yeah, yeah. we could have talked about anything else except that. I would have been like, "Yo, you know, you know, tape got leaked to you earlier this year. How you feel about that? And are you taking any steps to, you know, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. to rectify that? You know, what I'm saying, as far as when it comes to like, because you know, it leak, you know, leaking a sex tape is a, is a sex crime. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I remember he asked, he was like, he's like, did you go out to the people? He was like, oh, I know who it is, but he's like, no, nah. he's like, he's like, there's a few tapes out there. He was like, whoa, it's a few. He was like, he's like, oh, yeah, he was like, he was like, he's like, he's like, that's the only thing I fucked up on was he was like letting too many people have access to those. So he was like, but yeah, it was me. He was like, it clearly was me. He's yeah. like, I'm not gonna deny it. And I probably like, it was like, me. I'll be like, many tapes on huh? wow boy, huh? Yeah, and that's what Joe, like, that's what Joe said. That's, that's what Joe said. He was like, he was like, it's multiple ah. tapes. He was like, he was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, that's the only thing I fucked up on. He's like, it's multiple stuff out there. He's like, and I just let he's like me not think about who I am and being a celebrity. Just yeah, let I, people have that shit. I probably would have pivoted to like, you know, are you comfortable? Like, you're very comfortable like being in that position, you know what I'm saying? Like having people film you. Like, dude, that's something you think you want to do moving forward. Like, I ain't got to get into who he fucking with, who he like the fuck. Like, I can just focus on that general area. Boy. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Because he was a victim of the way I would have, yeah, yeah. The way I would have raised my eyebrow when he said multiple, I'm like, ah. So oh, boy, you, know, huh? you don't have no, <laughs> I would have been like, so you just don't have no discretion in there. Like, oh, yeah, because yeah, because that was the clip that went um went out, and he was like, he like, so you are you monogamous? Like, was I, like, I wouldn't give a fuck about that. Like, that's not my business. And dude was like, he he's like, no, nah. he's like, he's like, I got a girl. He's like, he's like, but she understand like like what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be jump so to wrap it up and like, okay, it's been good talking to you. We ain't gonna see no more tapes, so. Like, <laughs> some, you know, something to kind of lighten the mood, you know. What yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was like, I, even Isaiah said, like, yo, I'm still trying to understand exactly what the fuck is going on here. Like, yeah, I'm still trying to myself. Yep. Your job as an interview is to make that shit fluid, make it easier for my nigga to come out and say, shit. Because most times, like, look, I've been here before. I'm pretty sure y'all have. Like, when you ask questions that you had no business asking, you get stuck standing there like with the Kevin Hart. I didn't know it was okay to eat the chips face. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you get stuck looking at it. Then you gotta try, like, man, how I'm gonna box my way out of this. Then become like, don't let that like that dead silence happen. Like that cold silence, like, mm-hmm. okay, what the fuck are you talking about? And what the fuck are you going? Like, those like it's like that push-pull mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. energy. Like, so you just kind of staring at each other, and you just nod your head, like, and you have to hit that yeah. for real. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Like next old, thing. Like old girls' uh, recent interview with uh Kaylani, she's like, "Oh, so you're scissor and sizzle?" Because <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah, L'Oreal went. L'Oreal went in on her. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I heard a response. I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, L'Oreal went in. I was like, but after I watched like the whole thing, I was like, uh, I can conceive like both sides. Like, because Kaylani, if you came in with bad, like low energy, bad energy already. I already, I'm already gonna feel like, hey, nah. But then you gotta know Loria. Like you know how Loria is if you listen to her podcast. So you know, like she asks some wild questions. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with this though, Josh. I'm gonna hit you with this though because it's two people. I just said like, hmm. Just give me this uh energy that like sums off about them. Just like Liz Cambage earlier today, what came out. I told you the same thing about Kalani a long time ago. <laughs> I said something about her. I was like, ah. After she started, you know, saying what she's saying, mm-hmm. she changed. Her whole but, energy changed. Like, it, but, it's very but, weird. but again, this is what I'm talking about. You can shadow box your way out of those weird. Like, if 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 Loria knows that that this energy is off, like I wouldn't go. Is you scissor and scissor? Like I'd have been like, hmm. Let me 
scratch this one from the list. Because obviously it's not going to work because this Let person me, is already not feeling if, this. If, mm. if you, we've all been there when you interview somebody and they kind of like, you know, standoffers or some shit like that. Let me throw oh, yeah. some shit to kind of loosen yeah. up. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. It's like, We've had interviews where we thought it was gonna be a bad interview, and it turned out to be a great yeah, one. And then you think really, like, really oh, one. you think like, oh, this one's gonna be good, and you're like, yeah, I wasn't really feeling that one or that person. Like this, but sometimes <laughs> even, even us as interviewers, we get on our high horse as well. Like that's what I think that's what a lot of interviewers fail to realize. Like we get on our high horse as well. You know what I'm saying? We feel like if you're not giving us what we want, we're gonna try to press. You know what I'm saying? If you're not, you know what I'm saying, responding to the question that we asking, we're gonna try to go. Farther, but a lot of niggas want to be 2012 Charlemagne the God, but don't want the shit that comes with that shit. That ain't me. Like, I don't want that kind of smoke. I don't want niggas to try to snuff me everywhere I go. That ain't type of shit I'm on. Like, that's why I've never been big on the 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 shock, the shocking trying to go viral moments. Because mm-hmm. two things happen. One, of course, you're gonna get the eyes and clicks on you, but two. Now you got to try to maintain that shit. It's kind. It's kind of like. It's kind of like OnlyFans, right? Promotions, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all be hanging out on Twitter porn like I do sometimes. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a very dark. Place. I won't. <laughs> look, I won't deny or, or confirm that, huh? Confirm John, that. John, is definitely. Go ahead. Go ahead. When, when niggas say that, they, they, they definitely. Part <laughs> In, in the funnery that I'm I'll talking. just say don't check the DMs between me and Shot. <laughs> so he'll be saying that like, like what the fuck? So okay, it's three a.m. <laughs> Think about this, right? So you so you do a hot take, it goes viral, right? Okay, a girl in the bikini goes viral. Yeah, it's up for OnlyFans, right? Mm-hmm. The next picture is another bikini. The likes going down. Another bikini. Mm-hmm. The likes going down. Now it's a bikini without the top with the arm over the over the top. Go back kind up. Kind of back up, but it's not it's not driving home. Not where it was in the beginning. Now you got to remove the arm and you got your whole I got all your titties out. Now your lights okay. going through the roof. So now it's another titty pick, titty pick. Then the lights start to come down. Now you're trying to focus on the ass. Mm-hmm. Okay, slightly uptick. Excuse me, but not where you want it to be. So now you got to go. You know, it's <laughs> full eagle. Mm-hmm. You got to go full drop down, get your eagle on with everything. <laughs> drop down. <laughs> okay. We got an uptick. Now you do that three, four more times. Now we're getting the trajectory going back down. So now you got to put some minutes. Now you got to put some minutes. Now we, now we got some other choices that we can do. We can bring in pleasuring toys and we can bring in another person. All right. That's, that's 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 pretty much what it is. So when you go viral for saying some wild shit the first time, now you got to see, okay, what could I say next? Next, okay, they mm-hmm. not fucking with this when I when I make my logical sense. Yeah. Now I got to keep going until yeah, I say something crazy. Now I got to say the stupidest shit alive. That's pretty much point blank. And it's like prime example, prime example, prime example. Kevin Samuels. Yeah, he did that. Mm-hmm. Pretty much what he did because when like we would talk about him randomly on here i always told josh i said i remember he used to do cologne reviews and stuff like that and i was like which i i, I, I didn't I even i didn't even know until i checked i was like 
I said, I was, I was subscribed to that. I was subscribed to that dude. And I looked, I said, oh, I still am. Never got any notification about any of the other stuff he did. He Never was, knew. Which he, I'll say, I'm glad that we've only ever talked about him on, what, two episodes? I'm so two. happy. I'm here. I'm here. I think... Um, it was passing. I think his passing was sad. You know what I'm saying? Because you never. Yeah. He's only 56 years old. Like my brother is about to be. I think. 50, I think my brother's like 56 or 58 or something like that. So it's fairly, fairly young. You know, and especially the way that it got out. You know what I'm saying? The way his parent, his mom had to figure out that he passed away on social on media. social media. Yeah. He also has children. You know what I'm saying? But he was a sassy ass hitch. Like I've seen that before. Like that's yeah. there was nothing new. That I haven't he was seen. doing, yeah. Was, there was nothing new, like we've seen that before. Like, I like I'm like I said, I'm in the fraternity. I know niggas that act like that all the time. That's just that's sassy as demeanor does like little Uzi Vert probably act like that, but just a gangster with it. Yep, <laughs> yep. Like I've seen shit like that. We've seen you you remember the movie Be Cool? You seen Andre 3000? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh pistol whipping the nigga, but also yeah, the pit and they had the tea and they had the 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 yeah. 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 Like, you know, he had the gun and he used to, he used to think. My nigga yeah, Dabu. My nigga Dabu, man. Like, we've seen that type of shit, man. So that's why. And I said a long time ago when, like, when we first came on the radar and shit like that, when I was like, yo, the people that call in create the content, not him. Mm-hmm. If there's nobody to call in, there's no content to be created. That was my thing. You mad at him, but y'all still calling in all the time. Yeah, call for it. You you want to be put on these zooms. You want to be put on these positions. You want to do that, but you want to be part of that viral moment. <laughs> it does, and the, and the crazy part about it, like all the shit that he was saying, pretty much is null and void because we see the, the complete opposite of this shit happen on a daily basis. Just because you're a certain age, just because you weigh a certain thing, don't mean you can't get with a certain person. Because guess what? Like we talked about earlier, if you lean into your strength, you got a shot with anybody. As long as you're alive. You got a shot. That's how niggas got married back in the day. As long as niggas was alive, you had a woman. Because <laughs> there's some niggas that, you know, niggas granddaddy that they try to live like, and them granddaddy used to beat the shit out of their grandma, had three, four outside kids and shit like that. The nigga got your grandma because he was alive, and your grandma needed somebody to go. I hit you with this. I hit you with this. It's literally like, I used to tell, uh, oh, well, Josh, can I talk about, like, when I give you, like, little advice? This is his business, so I'm like, can I talk about it? No, 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 it's oh, not yeah, gonna be yeah. too detailed. It's not gonna be too oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I would so like that. there was the, so so basically I would always tell him like sometimes like we talked about it on last episode. I think we talked about the episode for that. Like we talked about things that he's talked about in his therapies, you know, in terms of like confidence, thing like that. I said, Negro, you got a job. <laughs> That's all I told him. He's like, What? I was like, You got a job. Bro, that's how niggas got. That, bro. That, open up with that. I work. Oh, okay. <laughs> bro, I'm gonna give you a backstory that's gonna be quick, but it's gonna make exactly gonna make me and Shaw's point. My granddaddy met my grandma, I think when they was like 15 and 18. My granddad, I think already not wait. Yeah, they're 15 days because they got married at 18 and 21. My granddad had zero formal education. But the nigga could fix shit, and he could, and he was alive. There you go. And my grandma gave this nigga twenty kids, but two passed away. So she had eighteen children. He had twenty six children. Do you see my point? Like back then, all you had to do was <laughs> <be> alive, <laughs> be in the game. Look, I'm just gonna keep. I told you. 
Now you got to do a little bit more than be alive. So but, look, the only thing that's happened in your time that's ruined everything, and Ramel said it earlier, social media ruined everything. In a way. In a way. Because it got, it, got it got some people being jaded thinking that what they see there they can get it from just any old body. <laughs> I can't wait. And I, and I tweeted this not too long ago. I can't wait till we move past this idealism that sex fi fixes everything. It don't. I can't wait till we move past that because think about this. <laughs> Let's think about this shit from a, from a real life, real world perspective, right? Let's say you got a girlfriend and or let's say you got a girlfriend right now. Yeah. You probably have sex, what, three to four times a week. Depending on your sex sessions, the average sex session really in, I think, in, is 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes, somewhere in that area. I think that's the average sex session. If you go, that's the one round, anywhere between five to 10 minutes is one round. That That's the complete session. If you do that, let's just say you go, we young, fairly young. Let's just say you go two to three rounds every time, four times a week. That's literally you having sex between 30 and 45 minutes one night. Just extrapolate that over, you know, four of three. The minimum, let's just say the minimum you're having sex during the week is three hours, three to four hours a week. Yeah. Oh, I said, oh, three or four. Do you know how many mm -hmm. hours are left in a day to base your entire Relationship, relationship on. <laughs> you gotta. What I always tell you, you gotta talk to him eventually. <laughs> you gotta talk. You you're gotta gonna, talk to. You're him. gonna spend more time in a relationship doing absolutely nothing, yeah. fucking and traveling. <laughs> Even if you go on a trip every month, that's still two to three days, four at the max. Yep, nigga, you still got an average of twenty-seven to twenty-eight days. Outside of January, left in that month. <laughs> yep. So if you unless you just that if you just that callous to where you don't care that the person that you are taking from is a complete dud. <laughs> unless you just that so callous, fucking, so I don't care what he's saying and doing. <laughs> where you're literally fucking between twelve and sixteen hours a month. Yeah. You know that's, not even, that's not even <laughs> That's not even equivalent to one day. That's not even a day. Month. That's how much sex you have. If you're going on trips every month, that's a, that's three three to four days at the back. So if we extrapolate the trips plus the sex sessions. You are literally have a five day. So you have one work week of all the fun shit. Damn, I was like, I was like, what do you think for all that math? I was like, that is right. Yeah. No, I'm looking you're like, on, yeah. You're not going on dates every night. Even if you extrapolate date night onto, onto that shit, that's three to four hours. So if you do that once or twice a week, you still only adding up to another day and a half, two days. Date night, what, four to six hours? Mm -hmm. Multiply that, you know what I'm saying? Let's see. Six hours, you go date night three times. Early in the relationship, you go three times a week. That's 18 hours. 18 times four is what? 72. 18 times four? 72. Yeah. yeah. 72 hours is what? Three days? Yep. Yep. Eight days out of the week, I mean, out of a month, you are literally doing the fun shit. So out of 28, I mean, out of 22 to 23 days of the month, 
you're doing absolutely nothing but work and binge watching TV with each other. Or just on your phone. So you be to tell me that sex can cure all the rest of that shit. Like, dog, you got to learn real people skills to maintain a relationship. That's my overall point. Like, you have to do more than fucking eat to maintain a relationship. Mm-hmm. Again, you, unless you just callous like that, you don't care what this person is like. Yeah. Like, oh, man, she bad, though, bro. But what do y'all talk about? Bro, that shit is like that shit don't get, that don't get you nowhere no more. Like being <laughs> bad, like like yeah, being a oh, girl, female, being a girl, he do this to do that. But say what else, what y'all got in common? Like what else y'all be doing? Man, get quiet, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get quiet. I was like, why you get quiet? I thought what do you, you had it. <laughs> what do you? What do you like about her? She cool. Why is she cool? Bro, when you get the hell hey, this when I tell mm-hmm. you this is literally things I ask Josh all the time. I'm like, bro, will we get to that point to where you have to realize that these are people? <laughs> <laughs> and outside of the fucking the date night, it might be somebody that you don't want to be around. Damn, like I really don't like this motherfucker, but the hood <laughs> is a one. I'm gonna stick around a little longer. Like that's a little, little longer. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's literally what it's been. Like a little, 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 like, little longer turned into a couple months. Then that shit can extrapolate the years. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, I just stuck around for some. And because you know, head time goes down as a relationship uh continuously grows. Then you gotta go looking for it. Like, what? <laughs> you gotta go looking for it. You gotta go, gotta go on a hunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then, you know what's crazy? You know what people do in that process of you trying to figure out an escape plan? You hope that somewhere along the line that they turn to where they become a person that, that can be a viable person that you want to spend time with. That's all that happens. Because if a because if a nigga is fucking a girl good and he ain't got absolutely nothing, most women thought press be like, you know what? Maybe if he stick with me long enough, maybe that nigga get a good Bro. job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know maybe he'll learn how to save his money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, shit like that. Maybe he won't cheat on me. You know, shit like that. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I got a coworker right now who who thought who complained about his uh his his uh, other half uh not cleaning. He was like, I thought like you know us having a baby and everything she'd get better and just it didn't. <laughs> I was like, bro, just stop complaining about it. Just finally leave. I remember one of my coworkers came to me with some shit like that about a boyfriend or whatever. And she was telling me all this type of shit. And this was in my early days of, you know, saying trying to, this is right after my mom passed. And I was trying to, you know, I had started that journey of, uh, of healing and shit, like trying to understand like all my flaws and type shit like that. So I was reading a lot of books at that time. And I had read the way of the superior man. I was reading the daily stoic, of course. And she was telling me all this shit. And I was like, I'm just going to be like, so I was like, I'm just going to be honest with you from everything you told me. This doesn't sound like a healthy relationship. This this doesn't sound like something that's long term or some shit that you should be a part of. She told me I was a hater. (laughs) Just based off all the that you voluntarily gave me at that. And she said I was a hater. I was like, I'm just, I was like, you know what? You might be right. Even though I knew she, I was like, you might be right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. I said, hey, I hope it all works out for y'all. Because once I give you my assessment and you tell me I'm a hater or you or or you don't agree based off what you told me, then that means you didn't want my advice in the first place. You needed somebody to validate your nonsense. 
and you didn't do this. She was like, damn it. I had to lay back to the camera because of Josh. You, that's what happened? <laughs> no, because I always tell them that. I said, when, when people tell, like, ask me my opinion and they start saying stuff like that, I said, you wanted me to agree with you. <laughs> you wanted me to say, yeah, that's cool. It's you, not cool, dummy. Like, I'm not going to agree. Because <laughs> I've, I've been there before. Like, I've made excuses for situations not to leave based off either history or how, or how I felt about something. But now, when I ask people for advice, I'm looking for people to talk me into the yes compared to me talking myself into the no. I'm like, okay, what what do you think about this idea, or do I think about that idea? And normally, I'm always leaning like toward like no for the most part. Mm-hmm. Well, let me lean in on that. It's up to you. Yeah, I don't like that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I only do it. Look, I only do it if I made my point a thousand times, and you keep telling me, "Hey, I don't want to bump my head no more." All right, man. Make sure you look where you're going so you don't bump your head. Hey, man, I bumped my head again. Okay. Yeah. So I got to tell you to do this. So the next time I'm going to be like this. You know what? You seem to like bumping your head. So it's up to you if you want to bump your head again. Yeah. Because I, I got me out of it, bro. <laughs> Just leave the idea that I've been sitting on for like a year and a half. Um, But I just haven't found the... I haven't spoke up enough to enough people to actually get it executed. But it's, it's fairly simple. But it means it's gonna mean more, you know what I'm saying, down the line as far as when it comes to like the things that we like to do. So I'm gonna tell y'all about it once we wrap up and shit. So yeah. But we oh, got one. Baby, this is forward. This is forward. I'm glad you back, Romel, because man. <laughs> there's one if there's one person that I'm gonna like, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> like, if there's yeah, one person, <laughs> you know, when the 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 good part about being gone for so long is that um, you still you see what's out there, you see the landscape, you see what what's missing, yeah, you you see what's what's not needed anymore. Uh, I do. I got the, I got one more question for y'all before we wrap up. Um, as podcasts are starting to explode, are y'all liking everybody having a new setup as far as like couches and shit like that? I have noticed that. Everybody's moving toward the more aesthetic of you know, like the two couches, or like the big oversized one one person couch tables with the mics hooked to the side or whatever off to the side, kind of like the Joe Budden setup. A Mm -hmm. little bit more like some people more elegant than that. Some people a little less. Like you know, flagrant. No, flagrant two has changed the name and also dropped their studio. Like they've remade their whole studio. Yep, I did notice that. So, are that is that something that y'all are more like even, like even our girls hear you they 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 film on a, on a couch <laughs> yeah they like yeah. they've moved to the couch area so is that something like even brilliant it has changed up they you know what i'm saying they set up to where like you know when they was at Schultz studio they had like the, or they at uh wheezy and um alex's studio yeah wtf studios yeah so they have a new you know had a new setup at one point like you know is that something that y'all are more that y'all are leaning toward more or that's something that's becoming like over overly done uh, I don't know, but setup wise, I, I don't know. It's like I, I feel like more. We just need to just get more visual. <laughs> That's the only thing. I'm, I'm the same. Like me personally, I'm like I'm not cool. Like I don't like everybody doing it because I'm, I feel like your the tone of your podcast should dictate your 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 aesthetic. Yeah, That's true. Like I'm I like, I'd, I'd be cool with it. Just recording us sitting across from a table. <laughs> like that's that's cool with me. I'm a I'm a grinder. Give me. Just the studio and the board. Yeah, 
I'm cool with that. Like, I love that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's also, it's also um, finite as well. Like, it's a small space with us in it compared to, because when you open it up like that, it makes it seem like, I think it makes it seem like you're opening up the conversation. Like, I don't want everything to look like an Oprah setup or a Good Morning America setup. Yeah. Because you're, because you're telling us in one breath, like, those platforms are outdated or somewhere we shouldn't be going. But you're changing the aesthetic to all all look like daytime TV. Yeah. How does that work? Like more is like there's more podcast setups that look like Wendy Williams than it is like the traditional like I like to do it, like being in the studio. Yeah, like um, everybody got sets now. Yep, like you know, um, everybody's new favorite. Um, what's my man's from uh, Wild Now? Um, well, eighty five South. Yeah, eighty five South. Yeah, eighty five South. Like yeah. It, theirs is a setup, <laughs> yeah, but their shit is unique to them. Yeah, yeah. Like you look at the walls and how it's set up, and that's that, like um, Josh always brings up. I wish we were visual. It would literally have to be aesthetically pleasing for me. I just couldn't. Like how he said he would just sit across from the table. I was like, yeah, because when our two different personalities, we could have that, but you would have to be a compromise of our personalities. I would need like probably some Maverick stuff on the wall or something like that. <laughs> Just something different. And then we could have the cross the table. We could have that. But you know what I would want on the wall, right? Some of them Twitter porn links? I know, right? No. I was like, what? Oh, no. Have some big booty posters. I'm a nice, <laughs> I'm a nice wholesome oh, young man. I'll be looking like. Yeah, wholesome. H-O-S-O. You you snuck that into the set, bro. Like, I was not there yesterday. <laughs> no, I, I, I might put like, you know. Pikachu in a Dallas Mavic jersey or something like that. Yeah, you wholesome with the HOE, huh? <laughs> no. Wholesome. Uh, yeah. Whole wheat. <laughs> he like whole wheat bread. <laughs> ladies, don't believe whole him. Milk. <laughs> whole milk. <laughs> don't believe don't believe him, ladies. You know me. You're whole, you know you're a whole you grain, know my man. heart. They know my heart and my spirit, you know. But no, nah, like, I just I know, a little like, wild. It'll be like, random, friends. like, Pokemon or whatever, like, anime stuff. But, like, I told him that. I was like, if we ever did visual, I said, it, it, it has, would have to be, it, have, yeah. it would have to look like us. You know what's crazy? Like the argument for visual versus audio is wild because one of the biggest podcasts in the world don't do visual, which is the read. Mm-hmm. The yeah, read they had that show on Fuse, and then yeah. that was it. Yeah, they, they tried it for a little bit, and then they went right back to audio. Yeah, like they they ain't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about visual. Like friend zones don't do visual like they do it. Nope, they don't either. Mm-hmm. Like I because I remember hearing the read talk about. They're like, yeah. It was a good experience, a good good exposure. They're like, but it really didn't do nothing what much for like our numbers. They're like, as far as our numbers, they're like, it really didn't do like that much. Yeah, because a lot of people don't have Fuse TV as that channel. Yeah, like I have it because I have, I still have. You know, I'm one of the few archaic motherfuckers that still got cable. But even I didn't watch. Like I don't, I don't watch the like you don't watch the read for the vision. You watch, you watch it to hear Crystal Lee and fucking Kid Fury. That's what you listen to it for. Like you don't give a fuck about friend zone as far as visuals. You listen to see what the fuck Dustin is gonna say. Mm-hmm. And the other two, like that shit that like we like the crazy part about it blew up without visuals. So you know what I'm saying? It still can work that way. Yeah. And a lot of people like I don't mind doing visual, but it, that shit has to be cut right. 
Mm-hmm. Like you just can't slap a YouTube video up there because you know some people like to do pauses. Like I'm not normally a pause type guy, and like continue. Like I'm a nigga that like to let the tape run straight through, and I figure out the rest later on. Because you know, y'all know just like I do with editing, like cutting up different audio is fucking difficult depending on mm-hmm. what kind of system that you use. Mm-hmm. So if I can just go straight through and I can just take out, but luckily I learned how to you know what I'm saying fuse different shit just using the, the the editing system that I use. It became a lot easier, but normally, not the move. Yeah, because like even um, I got a homie Mike from Blender Made Podcast. He was something he was like, "Yo, the video." He was like, "Yeah, we." He's like, "We got a lot of video recorded." He's like, "But that shit is a a hassle and a, like a and that, task to just kind of another thing." I told I got a bunch. Like I have Josh a bunch of episodes recorded visual too. Like like I got both y'all. I got the episodes y'all did on my podcast. Tucked away with my masters, my podcast masters. But once you put them on, depending on what side of the computer you got, as soon as you put it on your computer, it eat up space. So that yeah. part's gone. So trying to edit it down and whittle it down to YouTube, that shit could take hours. But shit. If even you, if you got one of these. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And if, even if you got if one you of these. But if you cut like, it, I got every, like there's a whole bunch of interviews from people I got. Just store it away. WNBA, just store it away. But if you cut good audio, which is about four to about between four and five, maybe uh, bytes, you can cut that. You can get that shit out within a couple hours if you if you cut it right. I mean, if you go ahead and do it, because everybody know editing, you don't stop and start so many times and shit. But if you just go ahead and do that shit straight through, or if you feel like you got a perfect file, you can upload that shit right then and there. I ain't. I didn't touch uh, that last episode I did because I want everybody to hear the pauses, the trepidation, the emotion, the apprehension, the nervousness, mm-hmm. the the misfires as far as when it comes to my timing and shit like that. I wanted everybody to hear that shit because that's awesome. what it sounds like when you when you're not working out at your craft too much, like mm-hmm. it shows. But now, like the thing I always leaned in with Josh too. I said, okay, we do video, we do uh, we do visual. Who editing it? And then I leaned in because I said, bro, there's a time when you really didn't like editing audio. You mean to tell me you're going to be sitting with me somewhere while we sit there and go through all the footage that we recorded? Frame by frame, going, clip by clip. Frame by frame, clip <laughs> with me? And you don't you, barely have the time to do it. <laughs> you barely have the time. Even I if said, you get somebody to cut it for you. How much you willing you to spend? Mm-hmm. That too. I told him. I said. The, I said we gotta get to a point to where there's a little money being made, and then we can do that. People keep telling us, "Yeah, y'all should do visual." I said it would be dope because, are like, paying, are you paying for it? There you go. And I always I go, look at him like that. I'm like, it's not. I go cheap. to the studio, <laughs> so that means I gotta pay for audio and visual. Visual. Yeah, yeah I ain't paying for that. So, so who paying for it? That's why I asked. Like, you paying for it? Do you mind paying for it? Do you want to pay for it? Because as much as I would love to do visual, that you know what I'm saying? Because I got the nice, you know, I got the nice sneakers, got the nice fits and everything, you know? Like I dress everywhere else. At the end of the day, I'm like, okay, we got this. Now me and Josh got to pay for this. We we are, man, if we pay for it, we will be a monthly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all get like two episodes a month. We, we got one or two episodes a month. 
this was a few episodes ago. Um, don't take first. I can't remember exactly how long ago, but Jay, Jay Will said it best. He was like, um, when people hit him up about getting in the podcast, he gives them two options. He'd be like, it's best to go to a studio first off. He said, but if you want to do the home setup we do, this equipment costs close to over ten thousand dollars. Yep, because I remember him, him saying that he was like, "Yo, uh, not to get into all his you know, business all but he was like, if it wasn't like you know the stuff he did on the side, they wouldn't have been able to like afford the stuff that uh, the equipment that they got." And he was like, "Plus, he was like, yeah, when how they started off the year like with dropping video, he was like, yeah, like it was cool, but he didn't got busier, so he's like, I can't." Drop as you can't keep it up like that, especially if you like a, a basically we all mom and pop stores at this point. Like everything that we do, we create from start to finish. Like the podcast that niggas want us to be, them niggas have teams. Mm-hmm. There's a nigga that edits the audio, there's a nigga that edits the video, there's a nigga that that print out that literally print out their conversational points. But some people moved away from paper, but like Schultz and them have like multiple screens in there where they mm-hmm. read the talking points from. Well, they read what their subject matters is for that, mm-hmm. or whatever they're gonna talk about. Like, no, we're still working. Most of us are still working off a laptop or a desktop, whichever one. When you go to when I go to studios, me and this MacBook, or luckily I got everything tied from my MacBook to my phone. So if I forget that bitch, I still got my topics in this bitch. But we uh we on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. We're trying like to even, get we're trying like to get even, uh JBP. I didn't I didn't heard um Heard the guys that uh, they they got Screen Man Alex and all them and Savon. I don't heard them talking like yo, yeah. After the episode ends, we still got more. We got hours of work to go go yeah. through. Like we have to re-listen to the whole episode. We got to cut out for when they took a break. We got to bleep out the stuff that they didn't say. They like we need that bleep. Uh, Joe might also have like some other little edit notes. Like oh no, cut out that name or cut out that section. They're like then we got to talk to Parks because. Uh, and then we got to talk to Eden because, you know, we got to make sure the audio matches the visual part and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. And the parts where we're we playing music because we can't play like more than 10 seconds of music. So we got to cut that stuff out. Yeah, like it's a lot that goes into just dropping one episode. Yeah. Like it takes like literally. If, like, no, if you... like, yeah, but I, you know, I'm glad you said it. It, it goes to uh, me and Josh's running joke. <laughs> that we love to talk to each other about. But yeah, I had to tell him that. I said, dude, that's a lot of work. Like, one yeah, episode, I that, like, would, I if a... we did once a week, would literally take us the whole week. We would get burnt out within like a few months. And we were like, okay, we got the video. I, I we read the video. We had to edit out this whole video. We had to edit out this whole audio. Yeah. And then we still got to get ready for the next week. <laughs> I went through my um, archives and I found the... Um... A, a the episode with me and E-Ray, one episode we did that I actually recorded, and like at one point, like I had to pause because he had to go, you know, go like to the bathroom or something like that. Like through the audio, you ain't gonna hear that, but in video, I gotta figure out a way to cut that shit to where like that shit is seamless. But that shit is difficult, especially working through uh I movie. Like I don't know how to work that shit. I'm trying, but I don't know how. Yeah, I use Splice and I move for like my visual, like well, of course, uh, for my interviews and stuff like that. So and plus, you know, what I'm saying everybody want those 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 one one to two minute clips that people release every week. Shit, you got to go in there and chop that shit from the original file. Cause um, who was that? All of my like interviews, especially like when I had to do Zoom when everybody was in the G League bubble. I was those like five, sometimes two, four. 
three, four, five, sometimes six minute clips. That was me sitting through probably a whole 45 minute interview. Just to get two minutes out of it. Just to get the questions that I asked. <laughs> I had to sit through everybody else's questions and every every else that they everything else that they said. I think I asked you this before, but if you are y'all part of the uh, National Black Journalism Association? I'm about to be okay because cool. of my. I was told I need. I was told I need to sign up for too. I think I still got their emails all the time. I ain't know if I could sign up or not because I ain't got nothing in journalism. I have to now. Yeah, I I have to now. I'll tell you that off mic. What well, I talked about it on here. Yeah, but yeah, off mic. They help. They help share media uh, availability too. So, but I think all of us need to at least. Try to apply for it because I think that it can that can also help grow our um, our listening audience. Because um, when you go to those places, because maybe you get the chance to know mm-hmm. meet some of those people, like the the Taylor Rookses, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Malikas, the the Jamel Hills, the uh, you know, I really know a lot of like the Stephen A. Smiths, maybe them of the world that you might connect with and be like, oh, can I get a can I get an episode in or something like that? Maybe they agree, maybe they don't, maybe they like your boldness, maybe they don't. Like who knows? But yeah. at least it opens you up to a possibility, at least get in the same room with them and have some conversations possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, um, I definitely appreciate y'all boys for having me back, man. Um, this soft relaunch has been fucking phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? People, I think people connected with a lot of my more vulnerable side, but I like being on other people's podcasts so I can cut loose and I ain't gotta worry about like the shit we just talked about. So yeah. no, but well, yeah, it was fun. You know, you can give your uh, social medias and all that to folks. Make sure they follow you and check you out and everything. Cool. Um, you can follow the podcast on IG on Ed Inebriated Genius. You can also follow it on Twitter as well, where I try to toggle back and forth. But my personal Twitter, but what's one my my points be? But Inebriated G Pot. Um, Twitter said the name was too long, so I had to shorten it up some kind of way. But yeah, that's Inebriated Genius Pot. Uh, G Pot. My bad. Um, probably about to drop a couple. Well, gonna drop a couple episodes starting um in a couple of days. Um, I got hit up for another write up. I'm probably pretty sure you got hit up for it too. Um, so probably gonna get into that within the next couple of weeks. Um, got some people coming through, man. I think y'all are really gonna enjoy on the podcast. Check us out uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, including uh Pandora and Audible, where you get your audio books. Um, that way, if you complain about price, if you ain't got no streaming service, you can always go to the free outlets as well. You can also go to Google Podcasts where it's free. Just ask Alexa to play that shit for you. She got you. Siri can play that bitch on Apple. So you already got numerous outlets to listen to all of us. Um, you know, not just me, but y'all don't take a person to hear ye. Um, three piece as well. And the three piece podcast is I'm saying it right. Yeah. Happy belated birthday to uh Nisa Diva. Yeah, man. I'm um I gotta start making my rounds as far as like this as well, not just coming to y'all. You know, shout out to my nigga E Ray Number and all the Baruckers too. I gotta start just you know hitting up different outlets in Dallas, you know what I'm saying? Gotta do a little hobnobbery around the city with the podcasting. So, you know, just hit me up. I ain't really don't really I still don't be doing shit like that. Well, y'all need a fill-in guest or niggas just to talk some shit. You just need, need a different POV from what you're thinking about. Just hit me up, man. I ain't doing shit. Just let me know about a couple of days in advance so I can scratch out some, some time for you. Cool, cool, cool. Well, you know, it's your boy Smiles. I'm here with Shad. You can follow us at Shad versus Smiles on Instagram and Twitter. S-H-A-D-V-S-S-M-I-L-E-Z on Twitter and Instagram. 
Uh, you can follow me on my Instagram at JW Smiles and at Music Impulse M U S I C M P U L S E. Uh, then my Twitter is at Music Impulse M U S I C M P U L S E. Then you can follow Shot. His Instagram is at Shot Miller. Uh, then you got at no, at no shoot plug. Shot Miller thirteen on Twitter. No, I was on Instagram. Oh, that's IG. Yeah, that's your Twitter. Uh, yeah, yeah. His, his Instagram is at Shot Miller, and then he got no shoe plug, N O S H O E P L U G, and then he has the Uncle Urban, T H E U N C Double O L U R B A N, and then he got the Salta Novena. You know, don't ask me how to spell that. Salta Noventa. Yeah, just tag him, my brother. Yeah, 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 just you know, follow him. You'll figure that out. <laughs> um, and then also on Twitter, you can follow him at Shot Miller 13 S H A D M I L E R 13, and then also at the Uncle Urban on Twitter. And then you know, that was it. Peace, two fingers. All right, and this has been episode 37, and we out. Well, what it was, uh.